Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. Uh, I'm your host, Al White. I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell. I don't like Mexican food because of the onions and I broke two toes this week in a freak basketball accident. Joining me today for a very, very special episode, They Live, Alexander Chard. Hello. What did you say? They Live. Oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> Was that confusing? <laughs> Ghost of Mars, Adrian Ald. G'day. I mean, hello. You promised me no Australia today. Sorry. Elvis, a Charakirk. Hello. And the Prince of Darkness, Jabby, and I'm going to say it wrong. So you're gonna Jabby Koei. Koei. Hello, people. Thank you so much for uh, coming and being our special guest yes. today, Jabby. How are you doing? I am excellent, sir. Thank you. Since you're our special guest, do yes. you want to um, introduce yourself to anyone who doesn't know who you are, although probably people know who you are? Uh, sure. I am an actor, a YouTuber. More so a YouTuber than an actor at this point. Uh, I just crossed 100,000 subscribers, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it is my full-time gig. And when my foot's not messed up, I'm doing martial arts. What's messed <laughs> up with your foot? Uh, I was doing run-up-the-wall backflips, and I hyperextended my foot. It, like, ruptured something in there, so I have a plantar fasciitis now. Ooh. And wow. it's healing. Fuck. So, yeah, once that's back to good, then I can go back to showing off to referrals. Don't you come in here and try and one-up me because I kicked a stone. Yeah, yeah, say, so, Al, tell us about your injury. Which was more, I, I, I'm sure it was... Which is more impressive, running up a wall and backflipping or aiming for a basketball and accidentally kicking a stone with your bare foot? And on occasion, I do lightsaber fight scenes. I was going to say, because when yeah. I watched that, yeah, I didn't realize. And then you started doing some cool moves. I was like, wow, okay, this guy knows what he's fucking doing. That, that, that fight scene is actually why I hurt myself, because people saw that and they're like, wow, you can do those tricks? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Let me go back to the gymnastics center and, you know, brush up on my skills. And then I got hurt. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. What's the, well, sorry, what's the film called again? We way of the Saber. Way of the Saber. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, excellent. So, do you have... Um, Probably should talk to you about this before we start a podcast, good. but I'm going to do it right now. Let's do it. Throw you in the deep end. Um, yeah, when we have guests come on, we like just to say, you know, to name some stuff that's important to them so people get an idea of the, their personality, whether it's video games they like, movies they like, books they like, food they like, whatever. Um, so just maybe three, sure. three to five things. Uh, and a few things. Let's see. I love sushi and I love Thai food. That's not relevant to most of what I talk about, but uh, let's see. I love the movie Whiplash. That's my favorite movie. That was the best film that year. It was yeah, incredible. That is hands down my favorite movie and Mad Max. I thought Noah was underrated. I love Noah and um, Edge of Tomorrow. I'm just thinking of like movies I saw in the last like 24 months that I liked a lot. I haven't seen Noah yet, but I love Aronofsky so much. So I keep going to watch it and people keep saying, you can't watch it. It's awful. But I'm like, it's Aronofsky. How bad can it be? Uh, Aronofsky's a genius, in yeah, my opinion. Exactly. I didn't finish Pi, but every other film... I didn't finish Pi. No, I didn't finish Pi, but his other films I loved. Yeah. Like every time people go, I want something different from Hollywood. I'm like, well, Aronofsky's right fucking there, dude. Like, yep. <laughs> go watch his movies. Um, I grew up Catholic and I kind of moved away from all that at 18. And so I have a like special knowledge of that stuff. And Noah breaks all that stuff, and but also kind of fixes it at the same time. And he's atheist. Right. So it's interesting to see all these different things kind of come together. It's like the perfect movie to piss off the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. People and, go very upset. Because don't, don't they do it like the voice of God comes from him eating something or something like that in the movie? The voice of he, like, God. Takes a potion God is never referenced directly in the movie. Okay. It's referred to as the creator. Okay. And you never hear the creator talk. But um, there's something in the middle of the movie that all atheists and um, people who believe in evolution would love. Okay. It's perfect. Okay. And it's like, whoa. Is it, he, is it a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to watch the movie. Okay. It's, it's, it's a montage, and you're like, I cannot believe Aronofsky's got balls this big. Like, okay. it's no, a Bible no, movie, no, and it does yeah. this thing. 
kept being excited about it and people were so just kept deflating me all, all the yep. time which is so yeah, i'm happy to hear someone likes it You're hanging out with the wrong people yep wrong people yeah. oh i love video games obviously so what's your favorite video games uh the last game i played intensely was metal gear solid 5 okay and i played that one and a half times <laughs> one I, and a half. because i got it well what happened was i was dating someone at the time and i got it pre-ordered with a graphics card for my pc and um but my girlfriend at the time bought me like the special box set for ps4 right. so i had two copies i'm like i don't want just the stuff i need to use the software that came with it so i beat it on pc and then i played it halfway through on ps4 and then we broke up so i stopped playing video games for a while oh, man. <laughs> but the game is awesome i love metal gear solid 5 are you a pc master race person then generally if you play not it? at all i no. just well if i can get a console game on pc i'll buy it on pc just because the graphics are usually better yep so okay yeah nice um i feel like i know a little bit more about you particularly yeah. the sushi what yeah. type of sushi do you like american sushi american sushi. <laughs> like no, california I'm, rolls I'm, I'm afraid of going to japan because i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to eat anything over there like i like the dragon roll they don't have the dra like all this cool stuff that you eat over here is not in japan yep mm -hmm. seaweed's on the outside in japan and it's authentic i'm like i think i like the fake sushi i'm exactly what's, what's a dragon roll just to it's check. eel oh, on it's top california roll in the middle and if you're bold shrimp in the middle with the california roll no no actually shrimp dragon. in the middle Oh. No. Or caterpillar roll. What? Oh, I love caterpillar. No roll. dragon then. No, no dragon. dragon. Oh, dragon rolls are awesome. Yeah. And avocado. I had that exact experience because Japanese food's always been my favorite food in the world. Yeah. And then when I eventually went to Japan, like a year and a half ago, yeah, I was. I don't eat pork. These people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, but it's, it, the food's spectacular. Don't get me wrong. Like Tokyo is some of the greatest food in the entire world, yeah. but it's very. It's this thing, and. It's 90% pork if you're eating meat. Really? Um, uh, Non-fish meat or fish, you know? So those two things. So to get like a shrimp gozer or something like that, I was like, no, that doesn't happen. Chicken gozer doesn't, it never happened. Vegetarian stuff, fucking forget it. And I eat a lot of vegetarian food a lot of the time. Okay. Um, so I went over there and I was miserable because in Tokyo, they also don't speak any English and there's no English on any menu. It's not that they should, but it was just completely ostracizing because it's not even like letters you can understand, or, right. you know, obviously. Um, so I'd eat and the only time we could order anything wouldn't having any clue what it was was you either go to a bad restaurant where you got photos of everything all over it and you yeah. point. Um, or we had to have my friend there who's Japanese to help translate stuff. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to find anything that you know, I could have, everything came and it looked beautiful and I was like, sure, if you like this thing, if you like weird intestinal stuff and yeah. you like pork, then great. But did you eat at Jiro's restaurant? You know who Jiro is? Yeah, yeah. Jiro no, we didn't. We went, we were going to go, um, and then we didn't. That's my story. <laughs> Damn, good dude. Uh, this is a whole Netflix movie about Jiro Dreams of Sushi. That, <laughs> that's like the all, that's the first thing I'm going to do when I get off. The queue's a so long load again to that yeah. place. We did go to the place that was meant to invent. What's the type of ramen we go to in Koreatown? Well, not Koreatown, actually. Oh, Sukaymen. Yeah, we went to the place that invented Sukaymen, apparently. Um, no one drinks harder than Koreans, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> um, I worked at a sushi restaurant years ago, and the, sh the chefs were Korean, and they took me to some backdoor restaurant in Koreatown, and they were drinking pretty fucking hard. I'm like, wow, I thought I, thought I knew like Asians that drink well, but the Koreans are... Oh, they they, they Next level. In yeah. Korea, they have, um, the businessmen have, because you're meant to drink at lunchtime a lot during meetings, so they mm. actually create enzymes that you take. Oh, that God. counteracts the alcohol so yeah. you can basically not kill yourself yeah. every day when you're doing that. If you're ever in a drinking contest with an Irish Korean, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about some movies and some video games, which is rare. Um, but first, let's have a little very quick catch me up. Alex, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? It's been a busy week, actually. I went up to San Francisco uh, for a few days, but got a call back because of some good news. 
You're pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, about 12 weeks. Um, I did the x-ray myself. Yeah, there's, Any yeah. morning sickness? Ultrasound, mate. Yeah, lots of morning sickness. Can I did the ultrasound myself. surgeon simulate you, uh, your baby out of you when it comes to that time? You can do whatever you want. Excellent. Yeah. That's my favorite sentence to come from anyone. Because <laughs> it's your baby. Oh. <laughs> I am paying nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, you'll see when it has that. Anything other than babies? I booked a commercial. Oh, yeah. right. I booked awesome. a, a national commercial for, uh, for Tide. I think I'm allowed to say that now. Very nice. <laughs> well, you just said it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not All blooping right. it out. If they didn't have you sign a waiver, you're okay. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Or an NDA, whatever it's called. So we're uh, shooting on Wednesday. Had my fitting today. Uh, I got to walk around in some... Nice cotton underpants. Cotton. Yep. Mm. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a. Adrian and I had this uh, conversation in the car. <laughs> I don't like know if it's an Aussie thing, but we're on the same page. Yeah, we're we, both Australian, just in case. Yeah, we and Can't we tell. wear the boxer yeah. brief. Don't tell them. Sorry. The brief, right? The boxer the brief. Brief. Yeah. Uh, not something that's fleeting, but a, a form of underwear. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to exactly. clarify. Wait, wait. Yeah. So the boxer brief, that's the, the tighter one? The tighter one. Okay. But you've gotcha. still got a bit of room. All right. They're a little bit I'm longer, but it it's kind of like right having now. a like, wide front, but with, with you know, a skirt around each leg. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it's wrapped around the thigh still. It's yeah. Like muscular. Yeah. yeah. Thank yes, you. Well, like, Thank you. Know, you. It could be a mini <laughs> skirt. Yeah. So, but they didn't give me those. They gave me some some like cotton boxes. Like the ones you'd seen Seinfeld or something. Yeah. And I was very convinced that, I wasn't convinced. I was almost positive that one pair that I tried for the fitting was see-through. The cotton, you a little it was a very, very uh, low cotton thread count. On, on <laughs> fittings, fittings are always fun. Yeah, so I was standing there and she's taking my photo and then I went back into the change room and was like, that's my jump. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Just staring back. So and Adrian brought up a good point that like, lucky I wasn't standing at a window with the oh. sun shining through. Maybe uh, that's what it hired you. But yeah, that's that's the highlight of, the, of my week. So yeah, is that is that is that your like most risque wardrobe experience? Uh, no, I did a nude scene for Al. I filmed him naked in the shower once. Yep. No wardrobe was <laughs> no, needed. No, but for like a commercial or, or uh, for a commercial, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was just private use. Yeah, no one's seen that footage. <laughs> I feel like you have a story. You want sort to of. Tell. It's a very short story. Please. Um, I was basically there was like the head wardrobe lady, and then she has her assistants. And the assistant was trying to give me different jeans to wear. And um, so she gave me a set of jeans. All the clothes look ridiculous. But then the main wardrobe lady came up and said, yeah, he, he can't wear these jeans. I'm like, what's wrong with the jeans? She's like, you're showing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel good. Uncontainable. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of that story. Um, Adrian. Oh, yes. That's uh, your name. How's your yes. week? Uh, my week your was second week. No, third. How many weeks have you been now? Uh, second. Uh, it it was my second week last second week. week. So um, it's your third week now. You're entering in, in, in the third week. In the third. Third week, week of what? I'm sorry, I missed it. In LA. Uh, in, in LA. He's fresh. In LA, I'm fresh as a daisy. Oh, you've come to take our jobs, have you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the only thing I'll take. Um, you can read the, into that. You can take however you wish. Tell you what, man. You can not take, my friends, you can take the skateboards and the segways. <laughs> That's right. That, yeah. And the fucking hipsters. The hipsters. I, take I, all of those. Like the Pied Piper. Yeah. Lead them, lead them back to Australia. <laughs> Introduce yep. those into the wild. Great. Um, yeah, uh, week was good. Found somewhere to live. You know, that's positive. Helps. I'm, I'm still working on a very uh, basic scale. So I went to the shops. 
Um, <laughs> I, I bought some food for and, and I've cooked dinner once or twice. Nice. Uh, and uh, but the main thing is I've found some digs that are relatively permanent. I had to clean it very well because it's sort of like a boarding house situation. Um, I walked around for half an hour in bare feet in the house, Ugh. and the soles of my feet were black. Yeah. Um, from the debris and dust in there. So I vacuumed today. Um, nice. You know, just small things. You know. Is there anything that makes you apprehensive about shopping here? Uh, sugar content in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Particularly the fucking bread. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and also that that like, I don't know things that like would be healthy back home like almond milk, original flavor. You would assume there's no sugar in that. There's sugar in that. If it says original, that means what they Uns- came unsweetened. up Unsweetened. Unsweetened is yeah, what you're looking for. That's the yeah. Unsweetened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sure yeah. they replace it with stevia. They put the sugar something. in and then they take it out again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I couldn't find in London? Toilet paper. Proper What's... toilet paper. Soft. Are you Nice toilet paper. Don't stop me on this. Yeah. This is a continuing yeah. argument I have. Really? What? Really? In England, we have so much variety of toilet paper. And over here, you don't have I couldn't it. find so any. So you get sheer butter. You get aloe vera. And I fucking love it. And I miss it so much. I bought here. four different kinds of toilet paper, my friend. And I could not, not one of them fit my butt very well. <laughs> <laughs> they were all hard as, like, they were like you paper. Just need, you just need the different versions of Andrex. That's what you Andrex, need. yeah, that's a good brand. Sheer, sheer butter and olive Three ply? Four ply? Mm. We had one back home called uh, Quilton. Yeah. And I think you get, the, you word, get a nice quilted Andrex. Yeah, it's like... It's like a pillow for on your butt. On a peak, like sort yeah, of. Yeah. It's kind of, you get a sense of the comfort. You've got to treat that. it right. Because it's not going it. Because it's like... You can't go scratching your ass. You got to be quilting your ass. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia, do you guys have, do you add taxes at the till or do you have taxes already in the price? Because something that even oh, now for so years annoying, here isn't it? drives me fucking isn't crazy. Yeah. I just want to know how much the thing is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I will never fucking know how much something is. No. I, no. Like, I like being able to get to a till and I can count out my exact change and I know I'm done and I'm out. Yeah. Because yeah. guess what? Let's just tell people how much things fucking cost. Why do you yeah, have to hide yeah. it all the time? Just it's, tell me. Yeah, it's like, well, if we hide the tax, it doesn't, it's not really there. It's not like it's varying tax. I know. Decided on proportion of size well, of we foods. Just, we just have the thing. It's the same GST, tax. 10% on all goods and services. Why should I have to sorted. add it up? You fucking add it right. up. Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel about the signs when you first got here? What, ty- what type of signs? So- like I went to London and all the signs were small. Like mm. they're just like, it's hard to notice them. Like, oh, for driving signs? around, you mean? Well, just walking around, like the Starbucks sign is like this big. This, oh. this, it, but in here yeah. in the States, it's like huge. Yeah. So you yeah. can't fucking miss it when you're driving around. Particularly, <laughs> yeah. No, particularly in LA, because LA's really like a lot of strip malls, basically. Mm-hmm. And you have those fucking, yeah, huge signs everywhere. Yeah. Um, just like when you get, when you're driving through the deserts in America and you just see them all coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. On the freeways, you can see like the, the Denny's sign and yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. And when I, no, we when don't I'm walking it. around in London, I'm like, I don't know where anything is. Everything looks kind of the same because yeah. the signs are so small. Like, how does anyone find Starbucks around here? <laughs> like, everyone would be caffeine-deprived. Discretion. <laughs> do like people it. go to Starbucks anywhere else in the world? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, they yeah. do. It's only Australia. Just, just in Australia, we don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have a coffee culture. Yeah, yeah we yeah. killed it. We killed Starbucks. <laughs> you killed Starbucks. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, you got congrats. Really. Well, it never took off. There's, like, maybe one in Melbourne. In, That's pretty cool. In, like, Chinatown. That's pretty cool. Something. Actually, in England, Cafe Nero is bigger than Starbucks. Cafe Nero is really Pretty good. Manger. Pret-a-Manger. I remember, remember, remember when, yeah, when we right. first came to, well, together when we first came to America and we were in New York and there was a huge queue around the block. And I'm like, why is, what's everyone, it must be something cool happening. And we turned around the corner and it was like, no, a fucking Pret-a-Manger is opening, which in England is like a subway opening. <laughs> There's just so many of them everywhere. <laughs> and everyone's queuing up to get their free baguettes. Yeah. Very excited. And we scoffed at them. 
We did in a lordy <laughs> European manner. Um, Shara, how's your yes. week? Yes, um, I just came back from having a lovely weekend with my sister in Chicago. Chicago. I'd never been to Chicago before, nice. and that was really fun. And we had snow. Yeah, it was yeah. about to ask. It was still was it so? Yeah, it was still like it cold. was. It was war- well. When she got there, she got there like on the Monday, and I got there on the Thursday morning, and it was starting to get cold. But she had. She she said it was like 20, deg- 20 degrees Celsius because mm-hmm. we don't do Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, oui. And uh, then her colleagues were coming on the Saturday and they were like, oh, so we heard it might snow. And she was like, oh, guys, it's 20 degrees. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. No. And then they got there on Saturday and it was like snow in your face and the wind it was like minus one um yeah it was really cold but i really enjoyed it because you know living in la you don't get that so that was that was exciting and i ate a lot of donuts oh well done a lot of did you eat any uh deep dish pizza i did but uh i insisted that we have a deep dish pizza and it was really good did you go to milnati's someone had to fly yeah did you have it basically where it's not a fucking pizza it's a quiche no, it was delicious. There was, there was. I, I had, I had one with like um, sausage and tomato sauce and um, cheese, but it wasn't too much cheese. The depth so, of the crust. Yeah, I, delicious. Tamara had one when we were in Chicago, and we went to the place because Shannon came from, you know, she went to uni yeah. in Chicago, so she was saying you got to go to this place to have the deep dish, you know, the famous like deep dish thing. And we went there. I couldn't eat it. I literally yeah, couldn't eat it. Exactly. It was. It, it felt like um, you know when Rachel and Friends makes a tramazoo right. shepherd's pie yeah. sort of thing. Ooh, it was like wow, that. It was reference. like layers of roast beef with fucking this kisi stuff underneath, and then tomatoes and like. Gee, and I was like, this tastes. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No, the no. one the one that we had was was very good, and Belinda had had one before. Um, from a different place, but Take this one out. was a place that her friend had recommended, and um, I was like. It's not that bad. So, uh, how are the donuts? I'm big on donuts. Oh my god, the donuts were amazing. We went to this place called Fire Cakes. Okay. Fire um, cakes. On on the recommendation of a friend who lives there, and I had a bacon pineapple donut. You lost me at pineapple. See, I, I don't. <laughs> you I don't, had me at pineapple. Lost it me was, at bacon. I don't do. Yeah, I love bacon. Bacon everything. No. I also bacon, had a bacon, bacon Bloody Mary. Bacon yeah, is bacon Mary, amazing. Sure. Yeah, Achara's favorite food is pig. So I love yeah. pig. I'm afraid though, Achara, you might have to take back what you just said because this podcast happens to be sponsored by Blue Star Donuts. Blue Star Donuts. Really? We're trying. We're trying to get sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Star Donuts. Oh. Well, I've never yet. tried Blue Star Donuts. If you want to send some free donuts you... my way, really? then um, I will definitely give you a shout Fucking out. Fucking insane. Seriously. And we, when we went down from our last podcast, we had Jess and Nicola doing a little dance in there, which I put up on Twitter. And it's the most retweeted thing I've ever had on Twitter, <laughs> which was kind of annoying. But there you go. Yeah, I was hoping they'd retweet my uh, yeah. podcast as fewer by Blue Star Donuts. Shameless plug. We'll get there. We'll get there. The best donut I ever had was in Austin, Texas. There's a random like hole-in-the-wall place owned by a Korean couple. Hmm. Closes at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> they open early and close early. And it's called Donut 7. Hands down, the Hands best donuts I've ever had. What donut? What flavor? Uh, I got all the flavors, whatever they were. <laughs> it's like, I, what happened was I start out with glaze. Glaze is like the standard, yeah. right? Yeah, you gotta I, start off with when that. When I tell you that I smiled after taking a bite, I am not lying to you. Like, it made me so happy. I rushed back up to the counter and bought all the fucking donuts I could. And I just gobbled them all. And I'm like, how, why, why, dude? Why are your donuts so amazing? 
And he, the guy said that he goes around to all the donut places around the country that he can and tastes them and tries to figure out what's in them to make his donuts even better. So this guy's the fucking black belt of donuts. I kid you not. Donut 7 if you're in Austin, Texas. Plus the cocaine that you sprinkle. Exactly. That helps. helps. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What's it called again? Donut 7. Donut (laughs) 7. And there's no like weird gassy afterwards horrible feeling. (laughs) It's like it just feels good going down and that's it. Where where in Texas? Austin. In Austin. Yes. I'm going to ask my assistant comes from there, so I'm going to find out if she's had any Donut 7 experience. Yes. Um, how's your week been, Jamie? It has been insane. Yeah? <laughs> it's been, I mean, Acharo knows all about it. Uh, I just crossed 100,000 subscribers, like I said. So that's been, like, my main thing. When people go, what are you up to? It's always the same answer. It's like, I'm shooting or I'm editing. Yep. The same exact thing. Um, and I'm dating. <laughs> and you're dating. Yeah. 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 So that's fun. I can't talk too much about that just yet, just because I don't want to, like count my eggs before they hatch but uh it's just been fun what's her name (laughs) (laughs) where does she live she's very special (laughs) did she uh did did you start dating after or before the hundred thousand subscribers before (laughs) yeah but i'm sure it helps even on my um (laughs) even on my dating apps it says on okcupid it says i'm i'm a youtuber and i just crossed and i always update it like i just crossed seventy five thousand. i just crossed ninety thousand. so they can immediately go and look and see that i'm the shit (laughs) but it's it's honestly true like we just met tonight so and you seem like a really cool guy so Mm. i hope i'm not offending anybody here when i say this but i had a conversation this week with a girl um who i know and she was talking about a lot of um yeah her bitchy friends that she hangs out with and saying how loads of them won't date a guy because when they find out when they meet him they'll go and check him out on twitter and see how many followers he's got and if he doesn't have enough followers they won't date him really that is terrible that's horrible yep but, well no one would date me then i've got i've got 12 followers at the moment <laughs> undateable um undateable and i but that's within the space of a week two two weeks and surely it's also so. about the quality of the follower that influences yeah. like, if, you, mainly if you just people, have Obama, mainly people from like Kevin high Smith. school i haven't spoken to in like 12 years well, oh, but, I'm sorry mate you're on that Monday you know really yeah, yeah that's but it. hey that's why <laughs> well, es- there's always escort that's the worst thing I've heard all week yeah, it's <laughs> horrible isn't it? I was saying these are not these are people you shouldn't be friends with <laughs> well I just heard I just learned of the term wags from Achara earlier today I, I, I taught him about Wives wags and girlfriends footballers right? and wags yeah. wags oh, yeah, yeah I'm English. I was telling her we should come up with a place for for Habs Husbands and boyfriends. Husbands and boyfriends. So I can yeah. find a tall. Because otherwise, it's not lady. an equal world. That's no, just you know. Yes. Sexist. Exactly. So. All right, let's do what we came here to do. Right. <laughs> talk yes, about some yes, stuff. Yep. Adrian, <clears throat> you're taking over this week. Um, oh, Hound, I finished watching Daredevil this week. No How'd spoilers. you feel? I haven't. Um, have you Have you finished? I finished season two. Um, I started season one. I think season one is good with some great episodes. I think season two is great with some good episodes. That's basically my overall thing. I think the last episode got a little bit too comic booky, and so I'm hoping they don't continue down that road. Um, but I think it's yeah, the the most organic. You got a little the very last episode a little okay. bit too comic booky. Wait, did um, you finish Daredevil? I haven't finished the second season yet. I'm like okay. halfway through. Um, you're, I prefer like, you're not gonna watch it. If you haven't watched it by now, you're not gonna watch it. I've watched a bit of it. Okay. So then don't mind her, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, Daredevil is my favorite Marvel adaptation. Yeah. Hands down. I think it's the best comic book adaptation we've gotten ever. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it, it's the first show that gives me what I want, which is a superhero that has weaknesses. Like, genuine weaknesses. He gets hurt. 
if you watch the episode two fight scene, he's constantly getting tired in the middle of the fight. I'm like, fucking yes, that's exactly yeah. what I want. It's someone who... And he's like a boxer in those things as well. Yeah. Like, it's got real attrition to it. It's cool. Right. And then like the episode, an episode two, uh, an episode or two after that, the whole episode Daredevil is on a couch defeated he's bruised up and beaten i'm like what where else would you see your superhero just destroyed for an entire episode yep nowhere else just daredevil and so <clears throat> the chances it takes I, I love and i forget sometimes that it's a comic book show because you get caught up in the politics of everything going on in the well, world also, I, I genuinely said so daredevil's yeah he's my favorite comic book character in the world so yeah. i the only reason i'm nitpicky ever with it is because i'm not nitpicky but i'm just so happy yet yeah, to have a show that treats the character that well even yeah. if like the stuff i don't like with it i'm just majority of it's so fucking good yeah and i just feel it's the most yeah organic transition from episode one season one of just a dude who's basically a fucking you know ruffian yeah. to the end of season two he's like no spoilers or anything but he's basically becoming a fucking superhero he's starting to get to what? that point he becomes a superhero but he's getting to that point because with Ow. season one Ow, i'm i'm see i'm episode five season one stop and... illustrating all right so because charlie cuts kept coming out saying he wants to be in the marvel and the mcu and he wants to be in avengers and the infinity war and stuff like that yeah. and in season one you're like they've like how do you do that how do you get from there to it and by the end of season two you could he could stand next to Spidey. He could stand next to Captain America. You know, he's sure he's not that fantastical yet, but they very organically push him to the point where yeah, he can jump off a building and you believe in it. You yeah. know, it's really. Um, did did cool. you feel like season two was as strong as season one? I thought it was way better. Really, way better. Really, I need to watch it again because I, I <clears throat> it didn't hit me quite as hard as season one did. Really? Yeah, but I think wow. that's just because of the freshness of season one. Right. It's like I had not seen that before, and then I tried to go watch Jessica Jones, and I'm like, wow, this is garbage by comparison. Because it's too much noir for me. I right. disagree. See, it's, people love Jessica well, Jones. I, I couldn't get past the third episode. Uh, it was like, eh, no, no thanks. It's too much. It's it's too like self-aware or something. Right. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. I, I, on a serious note, uh, I really enjoy the the episodical nature. And I think it really, it, it really, like that format works really well for the, the comic book. For Jessica you know, Jones? No, no, no. I just mean for like superheroes. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean like way more sense in movies yeah. because I'm like, this feels like a comic book. Each episode feels like contained to itself, but it's, you know, linking story through. I, I it think, just feels right. I think they echo different sides of it because the MCU works very coherently as comic books, but they, they're like one shots, you know, they kind of, they're the stuff where it's like picking up a graphic novel of one arc with the same artist and the same writer and they all lead into other stuff, but you don't, it's like we were saying the other week, wasn't it? It's about, it's, you know, the, the problem with DC is it seems to be, you have to, you're going to have to learn the other stuff to understand what's going on, not to appreciate it. And with Marvel, you can just appreciate it, Yeah, you know? Um, and with the TV stuff, I, I hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but like with the TV stuff, it's yeah, more like your monthly comics stuff. It's just con you know this continuous feed where you can read really against the minutia of it and cross pollinate stuff. Um, just to counter something that you said about DC needing to know stuff mm. uh, to to get it, I will echo my thoughts the other day. We don't need to know that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. I know, sure? right? Isn't because that you've fucking seen that like a billion fucking Did you times. Know, see, oh, no. I wanted like, to get how many, how many times we need to see his origin story? Him and Spider-Man. <laughs> you see for like 20 seconds. Yes, it's too much. So. It's, that's one... Yeah, that, that's, Where's the quote? Because someone got to find it. Zack Snyder did a quote this week saying why it had to be in the film. Because people right, okay. have been so upset about that. So see if you can find Why? Because some people don't know what happened to Batman? But this is the thing. Some people don't. That's the thing bullshit. you're always forgetting like, some people are new to everything that's bullshit. because people there's too many fucking people having sex and more people being born all the time so there's new generations who this is this will like 
when you know um Nolan's Batman came out. That wasn't my generation Batman. My generation Batman was Michael Keaton. But for a lot of people, that was the first Batman film they ever saw oh. was Batman Begins, you know? But okay, PG-13 um, films are viewed by pretty much everybody. Yeah. Like five-year-olds watch PG-13 films, right? There's, there's no way they can't go back and watch The Dark Knight or, or the one Batman Begins, which only came out a few years beforehand. Like, it's there. It's on Target's shelves as soon a, as a new Batman movie comes out. I, I, I know, but there's no reason why they have to. Or they, you, know, you can presume that they have. That's the thing. Like that's how you have to think as a producer of this stuff. It's 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 fine to see the Dark Knight Rises was five years ago, whatever it was, four years ago, 20, um, 2012 or something. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so but Batman Begins was like ten years ago. Right. So there's a whole yeah. generation of people where this will be their first Batman film. And when did Batman Forever come in again? <laughs> I really hate this dude. Are you bringing him every week? <laughs> did you or? see Did you see the Lego Batman trailer? Yeah, I look fucking. Great. It's amazing. Enjoyed your reaction. Really, really. Oh, thank you. I think it's amazing. Did you see the Lego Batman trailer? I, I did. Yeah, yeah it's it was great. amazing. It's it's they're such good trailers as well because when we were saying this last week where you don't get content, you just get flavor. You know, you get a feel for what it's going to be like, but yeah. you don't ex you don't see the whole film in you know the trailer. Yeah, but even in those bits, it's like you see it taking Batman tropes and turning it on its head. Yeah, yeah. Like him making his own food. You never see Batman make food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And he's just sitting there with the microwave. And the first thing when he touches the microwave and he's like, no, not 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking genius. And then he's enjoying the lobster. He's like, I deserve this. Yeah. yeah. Batman never says he deserves anything. <laughs> so it's like the first time you see him actually enjoying what he does I saved the world today it was awesome <laughs> like yes love is all alone in this back cave <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you got the quote Alex yeah no so just to summarize he, he explains that uh, that we spend so much time with the Mark of Martha Clark relationship uh, so that pays off so he wanted it uh, uh, well he needed he, to he needed he needed that moment where you see when we were shooting the title sequence, the whole idea, do we really need to see the death of the Waynes again? Uh, and he's like, you realize you need it because it actually pays off and it's to help, help resonate that whole mother-son relationship. But it's so thin and I think so poorly done. Mm, yeah, you yeah. could have easily seen it with yeah, a tombstone yeah. and yeah. Bruce Wayne standing over a tombstone. You didn't need that whole sequence. As soon as that sequence came on, I'm like, fuck this. This is garbage. <laughs> One of the better shot bits of the film, though, because it kind of feels like Watchmen at the beginning. Of that. Yeah. It's cool. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, shall we get to stuff? Adrian. Yeah, you're going to take over for games news this week. Do you want to kick uh, us off with yeah, a little yep. bit of yes, yes, Nate's um, blowdown. Nate's blowdown. Nate's Nate's what? Sorry, blowdown. Blow Nate's. I'm I'm going to blow this down. All right. <clears throat> That's literally how it happens. One Mass Effect Andromeda. A potential leak of upcoming Bioware game Mass Effect Andromeda hit the internet last week. I will literally pay you money pack. if you don't do voices. <laughs> okay. That's what we're getting to now. Okay. Every week, people do voices. Well, I just thought it would be more compelling to the listeners. <laughs> you lost me as soon as you said Mass Effect. What happened? Oh. Uh, I'm just going. I'm just going. Uh, so... <clears throat> a potential leak of upcoming Bioware game Mass Effect Andromeda hit the internet last week featuring a jetpack. That's right, a jetpack. It's said to be a video reel from a certain developer currently working on the game and is potentially from a late 2014 build. build. I can't See, I can't speak in my own accent. That seems to be the new thing in first-person games now is jetpacks. jetpacks. Like Halo did that and then Star Wars Battlefront did that and now Mass Effect is doing yep. it. Yep. And soon we'll have Rocketeer. Um, the movie. All right. Uh, and uh, the game is slated to release during the first quarter of 2017 after being delayed from its Christmas 2016 launch window. So 
Been waiting on that one a little while now. <laughs> Number two. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? Uh, Jabby, you know, you know, you're not a massive fan of uh, I'm aware of the games. My sister okay. plays them religiously because I bought... I, I was told Mass Effect's a good game, so I bought it for her because she's into those kinds of games, RPGs and whatnot, and she loves it. She started. She went back and played the other ones, and she says it's a great game, and she lent it to me, and I still have not played it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I played the first one. I didn't like it at all. second one I loved when it came out, uh-huh. um, and then the third one I couldn't really quite get through and I went back to the second one afterwards and was like this aged very badly very quickly so I, I watched a friend of mine playing at one time I walked into the living room while he was playing and it was there was like this weird sphere thing that he was moving around and manipulating and I'm like fuck this it's just taking, it's t- it looked so time consuming I'm like I would like to play an actual game oh yeah that's when he's like mining on the planets that's yeah. number two I think um, yeah the actual the best bit about it is when you go up to the deck of your ship and you get to choose where you want to go to in the universe and you're on a planet and you zoom out and you see, you know, the solar system, the galaxy and then the solar system and then, you know, nebulas and then you just mm. keep coming out and out and out and you yeah. realize you can go to all these cool places wow. and the freedom of that is really, really cool. That sounds stressful. But we live in a, we live in a year when No Man's Sky is coming out. I can't wait for that game. <laughs> what, no Man's Sky, what is that? No Man's Sky is like, um, it's, yeah, well, it's actually made by the developers of Joe Danger. But they made Joe Danger. Joe Danger, the motorcycle game? Yeah, but they made that so they could make the money to make the proper game they wanted to make, which is just you have an infinite universe literally like and so everyone's existing in it together yeah so it's all um randomly generated danger it's a genius fucking game it is it is, so it simple, is. but, but, they, but that's it they were very smart they were just like let's make a fun little game so we can make the money to make our big ambitious game yeah. and then this is it and you you basically everyone exists in this world at the same time yeah um or the universe and you're all trying to get to the center of the universe because there's something there but in order to do it you have to kind of investigate planets and upgrade your ship and stuff like that because you can't just go there you have to keep going from place to place but what's awesome about it is there are literally infinite planets basically mm. and when you find stuff you get to name it and claim it as your like species your plants your planet yeah. and there's like no the load British. screens so as you go from out of a planet <laughs> you gotta bring your flags with you <laughs> like that, um, that like <laughs> picked up in my brain a few seconds later <laughs> uh, but what's awesome about it is like so you get in your ship on a planet and you take off and there's no load screens you just go for the atmosphere and you go into space and then you're flying through space and you fly into another planet just land on it and you can just keep hopping from planet oh, to planet wow it's awesome that sounds insane yeah and I I was reading that the planet you start on will will forever say that it was discovered by you oh, so nice. you all individual you, you that's my worry it's the stressfulness of planets. everyone's just rushing around yeah because it. it's fucking the internet there'll be everyone will have claimed everything even yeah. if it's infinite they'll have claimed everything is, yeah, so, so is this a console game yeah yeah okay yeah. it's ps4, PS4. Um, only, isn't it? mm-hmm. is there um, is there an option to build a death star or something if you wanted to take planets away from your friends <laughs> no what's next number two number two <clears throat> Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter came out on PC, Mac, and Linux last week and is heading for PS4. No, heading to PS4, PS Vita, Vita and Xbox One oh. mid 2016. PS Vita still around? Still, still alive. Okay. Just... I know. Tell me about it, right? <laughs> uh, developed Heart Machine. What does that mean? Developed Heart Machine. It's a homage to 8-bit and 16-bit games combining Zelda, A Link to the Past, and Diablo. Originally funded through Kickstarter for $27,000, but ending up with over $600,000. That's $600,000. Just over half... Is that, that's half a million? Is it? Just over half a million. Just over half a million. Expanding to consoles and handheld. 
So that one didn't make heaps of sense to me. Um, if you wanted to clarify that, Al? It's a beautiful looking game, basically. Because yeah. it's just come out on PC, people play it, and it looks gorgeous. And it's going to go to everything, basically. Yeah, I mean, extra money. It's weird because it sounds like they still made the, the basic game for basically $30,000 but they've got hundreds of other thousand dollars which they're saying they were using to get it to all the consoles. I'm fairly sure some of that money can just probably was pocketed <laughs> because they don't, you don't need that much money to convert it to everything else. Uh, but it's a beautiful game, so I'm very happy for them. Do you remember when The Last of Us came to PS4? Yes. How did you feel about that? Didn't you feel cheated just a little bit? They were charging full fucking price for that game. For The Last just, of Us? The Last of Us, because it came out on PS3. And right. And one year later, it comes yeah, out on oh, PS4. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that was really quick. There's no, yep. there's no way they just decided, no, let's make this for PS4. It's like they had it in the works for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it just took them longer to kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely strategy with that. Uncharted came out almost the same time on PS4 and in the collection as The Last of Us, I think. Same sort of pocket window. Yeah, but it just, it seemed very egregious that. Yeah. It's. It's like it, they, it's, they knew what they were doing. Well, it's one of those things of kind of the majority. At that point, you know, when that came out, PS4 obviously has been doing great out the gate. But yeah. it's, you know, ownership levels compared to PS3, you know, sure. drastically different. So the majority sure. of people who had a PS3 wanted to play the game. So it's kind of, well, I don't know. I don't really mind, like, the upgrades of games coming to PS4 or Xbox Remastered. One. Remastered. Yeah. I don't really mind them too much. You know, okay. it's basically one of those things. If you don't want them, don't buy them. Like, you still have the old versions of the games. Right. But... I just feel like there should be like a coupon code or something. Like, yeah. I have the I have the old copy. Can I agree with that. If you have an cheaper? old one, yeah, I think that was the thing of yeah. Did it, if you if they had the foresight and they really did know they're going to do that, that's something you should definitely chuck exactly. in. Exactly. You know, some sort of code you can put in and get half price at least or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail anything. No, I just remastered. Conversational podcast. Yeah. If you want to talk about pig farming, yeah. if you want. I'm, I'm gonna have a lolly. What? Oh, here, here's a, here's a question for you. Are you all gamers? Yes. Like, uh, yes. I, I play. I am, but I only play about three games. Okay. Yeah, and that's <laughs> okay. that's that's pretty much. No, no. Uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Um, I'm noticing a theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, uh, what's that one when it's post-apocalyptic, made by Fallout? Fallout. Yeah. Both it's of those good that you know the games. So, all Bethesda games. so um, yeah, all but pretty much. Here's my question: because a, a lot of games coming out for PS4 and even Xbox One are still coming at 30 frames. Yeah. Would you, if you had the choice as a developer, would you choose 720p and 60 frames mm-hmm. or 1080p and 30 frames? I think it completely depends. I'm actually just getting into game development now, so we're, we're thinking about stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I think it completely depends on what your game is. You know, if you're talking about a Twitch-based game, if you're talking about anything to do with um, and I, when I say racing, I don't mean it has to be a racing game, but something where you've got that fluidity of movement. Yeah. Um, Char, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Get it out. God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're doing something like that where you need that fluidity, yeah. then the frame rate, I think, is more important. Um, but 30 frames is a fantastically smooth frame rate. I don't, like? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that unless you're doing something which is Twitch-based. You know, It's like if you're doing online multiplayer shooters or something, yeah, you, you feel the difference with 60 frames, absolutely. Mm. Particularly a competitive. Well, I'm a big Infamous fan. Infamous 2 is my... Favorite game of all time. Really? Infamous 2, yeah. Are you sure about you, that? You didn't get into it? You sure? You didn't no, get into it? It's fine. Oh, I love Infamous 2. The ability to be to be in a Grand Theft Auto-like world, but choose whether you're a superhero or a villain, 
That sounds awesome to me any day of the week. But if Miss Second Son came in at 30 frames, 1080p, and I was pissed, I'm like, why? Seriously. You, you can't tell the difference between 720p and 1080p in oh, most cases. I can, I'm the opposite. I can tell the difference in the Well, you have a resolution. huge TV. <laughs> That's a little different. All games look shit on that. That's the most people can't see the difference. And so I feel like if they came in at 720p or 900p and made it 30, uh, 60 frames instead, that would have been a much more fun game. Because when you're playing these things for 80 hours on end 60 frames is very helpful to the eyes i think right for me i think it just i mean that's the thing like yeah i've met people frame rate if it dips under 30 will bother me and i can tell when it's 60 but most of the time i'm very happy at 30 because that's just i personally would rather more resolution but i know people who yeah who get really upset when the frame rate dips below yeah. so i think it just depends what your eyes yeah used to kind of that's thing. why i'm always trying to get my console games on pc right. so i can so I can fucking choose my frame rate, goddamn. So I would rather like, <laughs> like I'm very interested with this PS4 K, whatever that's coming out um, next year or whatever, or looks like it's coming out. Mm -hmm. What that frame rate is going to be like? You know? What is? I mean, this is the first I'm hearing about. It's this. there's a whole bunch of rumors, but it's been about four over the last two weeks. So it looks like it's definitely happening, and it's a PS4 K essentially. So like one point one point five kind of thing. Sort of, but they're saying it'll have you know some more power in it. But most of that power looks like it's going to be used, so it can have 4k imagery basically okay um, so it won't be 1080p anymore it'll be on Wait, how will that affect older games well that's the thing don't no clue no clue how that stuff is going to work because you don't want to split your audience obviously with hey there's a 4k game they have to figure out a way if it if you're playing the game in that you know console basically or just boost it yeah it has to be otherwise yeah. it's stupid um but yeah i'm interested with that if that's gonna you know be a thing of hey the old games will run at 60 and 4k if X you put X them in this console you know who needs a 1.5 is xbox <laughs> <laughs> They really need it because the Xbox does not perform as well as the PS4 by a long shot. Mm -hmm. It's like everything is running at a lower frame rate or lower resolution. And, and just just for the layman out there like myself, with when we're talking about frame rate, are we are we talking about like the the pace of the game and, and no. how whether it lags or we, whether you skip a, okay you know like skip movies, an image or movies movies come in at twenty four frames a second yeah, yeah, generally exactly. speaking and, and so like games on a, games on average are thirty frames a second. But today, games are more powerful where they can be at 60 frames a second. What you get is just a much smoother image. You ever see that smeary look with uh, motion, motion flow on TVs? Sure. That looks like crap for movies, but it looks great for video games. Right. And so 60 frames per second affords you that. But um, a lot of developers are still catering to higher resolution instead of higher frame rate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So they're like still in the... Film world almost with the way they're approaching. Well, it's just because the frame rate to the and like with no disrespect, but to the majority of people, it it only matters if you're competitive, really. Like that's how most people like like see it. Is that it's very important for if you're doing something. I feel like it's black. Once you go black, you can't go back. <laughs> it's like once you go sixty frames, what? you cannot go back to thirty. <laughs> sure, sure. You, you just can't. <laughs> I'm, a, but that's that's what I mean. Like honestly, I just find it fascinating because I am the opposite like for me it's like once i've done stuff at 1080 i don't want to do stuff at 70. so there you go so there you go yeah. same thing yeah um what else how many well i do believe have? we're up to number three there's going to be a three hour <laughs> um so final fantasy oh, 15 i'll shut up <laughs> at last week's square enix event uh is that did i pronounce that right enix Enix, sure. Square Enix. Sure. Yeah, Square Enix. 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 Yeah. Okay. No one's going to correct you. At last week's Square Enix event, they finally revealed the release date of Final Fantasy XV, which is September 30th of this year. The game will hit PS4 and Xbox. Xbox? Xbone. Xbox. Did I pronounce that right? Xbox? Xbox. No? Okay. Uh, we, we pronounce things differently back home. Um, We'll hit PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, they also revealed a special demo that was... 
<laughs> this is happening to me too. Justin, he laughs, I laugh. It's the sentence structure. Sentences are hard. <clears throat> the game will hit PS4 and Xbox One. They also revealed a special demo that was available immediately on both consoles called Final Fantasy XV Platinum. Yes, this is a big, big event this week. It was kind of the focus point of of the game world and they finally announced when Final Fantasy 15 was coming out because no one actually believed it was ever going to actually be released and surprised everyone with a whole bunch of cool stuff which we'll get to in the movie news as well because they did some stuff to do with movies any of you guys see the Final Fantasy 7 uh, movie it's, oh yeah it's amazing have you seen it the Advent yeah, Children one. Oh yeah I haven't seen it. When did when did you watch it? <laughs> Wait, do you mean that the like the animation one the they animation. did? Yeah. Like like yeah. ten well, years ago that no, was like, you're talking amazing? about you're talking about spirits within. I don't know. I'm talking, talking about the about one Advent where Children. it's like everybody Advent, freaked Advent out. Advent Children, yeah, Advent Children. It was amazing. Okay. It was amazing looking at the very least. Like yeah. every single frame is beautiful in that movie. Yeah. Every single one. Like if you're an artist or you're into cool framing as a director, Final Fantasy Advent Children. I, re- I remember when one Final Fantasy film came out and all the actors started going, oh, no, they're going to replace yeah. actors. Oh. That was the spirits for them. That's right, right that's that one, okay. <laughs> Which happens. We're you don't still get, you don't here. Get, hey, you don't get actors dressing up as Godzilla anymore, do you? These fucking CG kids come in and take over. So they had a point. They still do it in Japan, though, in the Godzilla films, don't they? Yeah, well, they're doing their new one this year. That's a retaliation to Gareth Edwards one. Whenever America makes a new Godzilla film, Japan goes, fuck you guys. <laughs> We're doing this again. Yeah. Um, anyway, everyone's very excited. Final Fantasy. The demo went straight up. People are playing. I haven't played this yet, actually. I've got it downloaded, ready to play. You have a little pet thing. Looks kind of cute. I don't, I'm not really a Final Fantasy I like the fan. commercials a lot. Whenever there's a Final Fantasy commercial, it's like, that looks beautiful. Yeah. Never touch in the game, though. It's too yeah. long. <laughs> it's like 120 hours plus, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the games are always long. And they used to be always fucking turn-based battles, which I don't like turn-based yeah. battles. And they used to be randomized turn-based battles, which is even worse, where it's like, oh, I'm just walking along, and then you fucking <laughs> No, you're not. Into or a you, battle. your screen, your screen like spins around yeah. into pixels, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm in a fight. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next piece, number four. Four. Hitman. <laughs> Episode 2 of the IO Interactive's Hitman will be released on April 26th for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. It was announced via a simple trailer slash postcard. The episode takes Agent 47 to the fictional Italian coastal town of Sapienza. Sapienza. Um, Yeah, I'm liking the first Hitman, but like we said, the episodic content is pissing me off because... I want to jump around all these places and do different things and instead I just have to keep replaying the same level again and again. I lost a lot of momentum with that because, and I don't know if this was my internet connection or the game was glitchy, but I just kept getting disconnected over and really? over again. Like it kept disconnecting from the server. So then it would go back to the main menu and then I'd have to start the mission again. And this happened maybe four or five times. Sounds like user error. And so just I just, just play it <laughs> offline. You got a physical version. They wrecked it. I'm not playing. You got it a anymore. physical version or is it download? Download. Ah, oh, so you got to play online. Stupid modern generation. I don't know. I, didn't, I haven't had any problems with mine, but I'm on disc. I mean. Oh, and as a footnote, no, not on disc. It's not on disc. What I'm talking about. As a footnote, uh, <laughs> I missed the next paragraph. It's the second of six digital-only Hitman episodes, uh, which will continue with levels set in Marrakesh, Thailand, the U.S. And Japan. A disc release version will come out in January 2017. That's next year. But uh, genuinely, year. I would say for people who are interested in Hitman, you're probably going to go and buy it, but I would say wait till the disc because for me, that would be the be- better way to play this game. 
Yeah, yep. There's going to be a lot of people who will want to be on top of the content as it comes out, I guess. So that's part of the thing. Yep. That's uh, why they do it, I guess. I'll be interested also when it comes out on disc because it's quite a long time after everything's been out if it's going to cost regular price or if it'll be like $40 or something. Sure, I bet sure. they'll add a bunch of new stuff. You reckon? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like costumes, yeah. new costumes yeah. or something. Yeah. We'll give him lots of it, hair. It kind of amazes like me that they costume. sell co- they sell skins. That yeah, that blows my mind. For ten dollars, you get skins. You remember the great yeah, old yeah. days in the three sixty era where you would get achievements and they would give you skins for like games or stuff for your avatar. Or like you could earn stuff for achievements. I remember blowing in the cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> but just I was gonna just... I was gonna ask you guys, how do you feel about this movement towards um, discless games, like all being downloaded and they're still charging the same exact price? It's like $60 to download a game. Like they don't have to pay for the cover art. They don't have to pay for the mm-hmm. covers. They don't have to pay for the discs. Mm-hmm. The overhead is gone. Yep. Well, uh, I mean, it's the way of the digital age, isn't it? I mean, I feel the same way about um, music. I hate paying for music on iTunes. MP3s. Uh, MP3s, yeah, yeah, because of the, like the content's yeah. not good. Like the wait, actual wait, wait, quality wait. of it. But, but on also, iTunes, you can pick to... You can pick to um, buy higher quality. You don't have to do MP3. That's a that's a yeah. No, 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 no. But you I can mean, buy, you I, can buy AIFF. Yeah. I also just mean having like the 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 heart the physical object mm. because that's part of the joy of like all the collecting side of games and and books and yeah. anything really. I mean, I, I, that's why I like vinyl. I buy vinyl because I get usually a digital coupon that I can go online, download the album. I've got my digital copy, but I've also got this awesome hard copy version yeah. as well. Player uh, video games don't even come with player manuals anymore. Yeah, they're like yeah. I used to love the manual when I was a kid on my yeah. PC. On the, the yeah, CD cases are the jewel cases are being made even cheaper now. I bought uh, Justice their CD recently and the thing fell apart with, on me in like two days yeah, yeah. I'm like well that's why no one buys CDs anymore yeah, <laughs> all, the, all the little things in the middle just crumble yeah um, yeah we talk about it quite a lot it, it's I'm, I'm a collector obviously like I like physical things and I didn't my, notice my real homes <laughs> in England I'm like 6,000 um, like um, Blu-rays and stuff there oh my God. Um, and unfortunately I can't have them shipped over here because it's no. just too much but so I love physical things that's my personal preference I 100% understand the digital world. You know, it makes more sense for everybody involved. Stuff can be day and day. You know, it's cheaper for every single facet of the industry. It's easier for consumers to dip in and out of stuff. You could rent stuff easier. It's better for the environment. I understand the complete argument. It's just not as interesting to me. I like physical relationships with yeah. my media. That's just me. But you but, also can't resell. Well, they're, they're now working so that you can resell. This is a new thing they're doing. Uh, but basically, they're just tunneling themselves. This could be a long conversation alone for hours yeah. and hours. But they're just telling us it's a mess, basically. And the problem is, is yeah, you buy your stuff off iTunes digitally. It doesn't cost as much as buying a CD. Um, but you buy a game and it does cost as much as buying a physical game. And it's bullshit. But they've any time they've tried to bring those prices down, all physical places like Walmart and anywhere that sells the stuff says we won't, we won't stock you anymore. And they threatened them before and releases the Gears of War. Like, if you bring your fucking price down digitally, we will not stock you anymore. So they, so then, and they can't cut off physical media yet. Like, they want to. The games industry will be so happy when everyone actually has the internet speeds that they can just, just go to digital and mm. then the prices will come right down. Mm. Like, straight away. But their problem is is they're constantly pushing, and we're talking about this all the time, this generation of consoles is fucking bullshit because it's a generation of consoles where they're trying to become PCs and you have PCs trying to become consoles. Yeah. And, Alienware. Yeah. And yeah. you and you like every time, you know, every time Xbox goes down for a day, guess what? I can't play any of my digital games because you have to be online to be able to <laughs> yeah, verify. Exactly. You have problems like Alex had with Hitman. You never used to have any of these fucking problems with anything. Yeah. And in my opinion, and I again I don't want to open this door because there's a lot of reasons why they don't do it. 
but they're not good enough for me. Yeah. It's absolutely. When you buy your physical copy of your video game, you get a fucking code to download it as well. Yeah. So you can enjoy that however you want to. And yeah. I feel everything, whether it's a Blu-ray, and they all do come with digital codes and a DVD sometimes, or if it's music, or if it's a fucking game, you should get both. Because like you're saying, the digital costs them basically nothing. Yeah. And you should fucking give that away. And if you're worried about people having two copies of something, tie it into their fucking avatar name. I don't care. Because if people really want to share something enough, they'll find a way. Yeah. You know? It pisses, it really pisses me off. Yeah. I was I was proposing at least having um you know that like the amiibo technology that it's like NFC or yeah. something like that or near field communicator or whatever. I was proposing at least having a little square thing with a near field communicator that says this is your game. Yeah. Something like that. So it's like at least you feel like you own something that has yeah. a manual or whatever. Like for some reason, I'm I'm old school, I guess, because I like the physical media like you. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I love it, but I yeah. just, they keep finding new ways to make consoles more complicated. And yeah. the only reason people buy consoles and rather than a PC is because they don't want complicated. Yeah, because they want it simple. Yeah. yeah. And it's... it's they, want, me they want plug and play, you know. Exactly. That's gone. But it's, yeah, it's totally yeah. not that at all. No, no, yeah, definitely not a yeah. I I I, I tried to sign into Xbox for the first time the other day, and it took me like forty minutes because I had to download this and do this, and mm -hmm. I had to update that. And try, try having a two-player game go. Like you have oh. your friend come over and you want to play a two-player game. Oh, they have to have a Microsoft account, and yeah. then they have to create a character and an yeah. avatar, and, and then they have shit. to log into their email so they can verify their account. And that and never fucking works. Yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. just dust off the Super Nintendo and play Street Fighter again. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fucking. It's just. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It really is. And the fact that this generation of consoles are selling better than any generation is actually disappointing for me because I want people to vote with their wallets and tell them, this is bullshit. You yeah. can't do this again because they'll just keep doing it. Oh, it's just good marketing, man. I mean, I just looking at the Xbox One box, I want it. And mm -hmm. I know it's not a good system compared to PS4, but it's like, I have it. I bought it because the colors are pretty. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the box looks so nice. The PS4 box looks nice. But you compare PS4 and PS3 side by side, it's a marginal improvement. Whereas every generation before has like a quadruple improvement. Yeah. Right? Like Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64, there's a clear fucking difference there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we yeah. don't see that, the, that clear delineation anymore. Now it's like you could be watching either one and it might get confusing. Yeah. You know? It yeah, pisses yeah. me off. They didn't do as well as they could have, like you're saying. No, I agree. Uh, what's your last piece of news? Uh, last piece of news uh, is number five. Five. Far Cry Primal. There's a free update to Far Cry Primal coming that includes a new mode of play called Survival. Thomas Simon, director of the game, had had oh he had this to say. The keystone of that survival mode is the change in the exploration, crafting, and difficulty of the game to to make it even more realistic. After that, there are options the player can activate to go further. Uh, Takar can... Takar... Takar... Oh, right, sorry. Uh, uh, Takar... ...can no longer call his owl. He'll get cold without proper gear. The beasts you are controlling will be less powerful. Taming the bigger beasts will also be far more difficult, and once any of his friends are dead, they're gone for good. The mode, the mode also gets rid of the map, gives Takar a stamina gauge, and there's optional permadeath. Yep. Yeah, anyone who wants to play this game like that, it's fucking crazy. While we're talking about Far Cry, is that the game where they had the white looking guy in a chair 
and then there was a black looking guy below him with his and he had his hand on his head so it looked like a slave oh yeah 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 yeah. those were the first posters for Far and Cry it turned out did you guys hear about this the, the, no. the early covers it looked like it was basically an Aryan guy yeah. with a slave yeah. and the internet erupted in an uproar well, about it. See if I can find it. Um, but it turned out that that wasn't even the case at all. It's like their ethnicity was actually really close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they caved and they changed the cover. Yep. How did you feel about that? Interestingly, we were, yeah. we were just we're talking just about just discussing this. something like this earlier. Yeah, yeah. just when we're on the cows playing some Rocket League. Um, okay. Again, another big door to go through. You're asking very good questions. So. Oh, okay, cool. Um, no, something that's driving me crazy is the modern, like we just had a poster for Overwatch, I think, came out this week with a girl's butt and people went crazy about it, so they changed it. For, for which one? Overwatch. Um, okay. And I was about to say, well, there's the Spider-Woman cover and people yep. got angry about it. And then the cover with Joker. Mm-hmm holding a girl and like a gun to her or something like that. Yeah, a gun to her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they changed um, the cover. I am... And this is a problem because I tend to do my arguments on here where I'm aware of the time, so I truncate them down yeah. and I think I come across like a chauvinistic asshole, yeah. basically. Um, I just... I'm not a fan of what's happening, which is basically social media getting involved with creators while they're still creating yeah. um, and creators listening to that and censoring themselves. Yeah. I'm basically a fan of you make the content you want to make. If we don't like it, we won't watch it. We won't play it. We won't read it. Yeah. And if that happens enough, you probably won't get to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. You know? But I don't like that spinelessness um, and I don't like the fact, I understand what they do. It's very hard not to listen when the whole fucking internet blows up on something and starts screaming at you. It's yeah. like you're pressured rise to, well, everyone's looking at us now. We have to well, do You got investors about. looking at that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I get it, but that's this terrifying world for me where that's where the power is going to come from people shouting about stuff. Yeah. Um, because the example I'll using later is dumb, but it's stuff like no one came up to Leonardo and said, you know what, Mona Lisa would look better if she's unhappy. And he goes, oh, all right, then I'll do that. It's like, no, yeah. you fucking do what you want to do. Yeah. And I'm not comparing any of these things to the Mona Lisa, but. Your vision's your vision, and you should have a vision, or you shouldn't be making something. Yeah. Like, I, what I find is that people say they want something, but they don't actually want it. Yeah. Like, when they get it. There was this um, fan trailer that came out not too long ago. I think it was, like, two years ago, where they took all these different superhero movies and meshed it into one trailer. And I do trailer reactions on my channel, and they were telling me to look at it. And I watched it, and I'm like, you don't actually want that movie. <laughs> like, you think you do, because it sounds so cool having all the superheroes in one film. Right. But as soon as you do that, it's convoluted. It's fucked, because, like, there's no story anymore. It's just a bunch of gods killing each other, essentially, for 90 minutes. That's not interesting to watch. That's, yeah. that's what, you know, a bad Zack Snyder movie is going to look like, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just watched two, uh, you know, superheroes try and kill each other, and that was awful. And that's just two. Yeah. That's just two superheroes. You know, so people don't actually know what they want. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one thing I give Apple credit for, I guess. Is yeah, <laughs> no, know. I agree completely. I, I I think I think yeah, like you should stick by your guns. But one is you have to assume that the the guns they're sticking by is something that they've creatively thought out, um, have considered, and uh, like yeah, that's what we want, and they should stick by it at that point, definitely. But I, like I said, I, I think lazy creation or, you know, unthinking propagation of, 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 of images and ideas and themes uh, is, should be, you know, it should be tackled by the community. I, I think so. But, but it should be tackled by the community on the output. That's my point. It's like, yeah, it will be. I'm not trying to say... So what was the example you used? The, the Batman cover with Joker holding that girl hostage. What was the first one you used? The you used? Far Cry cover. The Far Cry cover. Yeah, I'm not trying to say whether that's right or wrong, you know, at all, or if that's appropriate imagery or whatever. I'm just saying the vote on that comes when it's out. 
It shouldn't fucking yeah. come as a and, and it definitely should because, like, they could have been making a comment about a specific character within the game and yep. the storyline, yada, yada, yada. Like, uh, but I guess I don't get that, a chance to, to have that comment or to even to, to give the, that little bit of information through their cover anymore because everybody went, you can't do that. Yeah. And plus with that, like, with that one in particular that you're talking about, Jabby, like, I was, I was really reminded of that South Park episode quite early on where they have a flag that the kids get to design and it's all like these different color people are they hanging or something really offensive and all these white people and it all goes to core and it becomes this huge thing and at the end they realize because they can't understand why the kids don't feel bad about this and at the end it's because the kids are so unracist they don't notice colors of anyone Mm. so who was doing what was completely unrelative to them because it didn't it's like well it's everyone's just people like why would we worry if someone was doing this thing and this and this and this right um and it's purely this kind of yeah paranoid society of like trying to be ultra ultra pc with everything which again we're talking about like terrifies me right because you're going to create content which is just trying to be well bland for one yeah Mm -hmm. it's just going to be pc content which isn't real Right, because the world isn't PC. Well, the overarching problem is just how when people all come together out of fear and change the way something is. Like the initial stages of Xbox One had the same exact thing, mm. where it was going to be diskless and internet always. Yeah, you always you could had to not have... play a game unless you're internet. Yeah, and like people screamed and shouted about it, and so they completely revamped the system, and there are clearly problems. <laughs> but that's yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I was one of those people. Like, so, yeah. you know, I get it. Like, I really yeah. do. I shouted about it. I was happy when they changed it because yeah. I like Xbox. Yeah. If they hadn't, guess what? I wouldn't have bought the Xbox. I genuinely, that was one thing when they announced that. I'm a huge Xbox guy. I love yeah. all consoles. I own them all anyway. But, like, I'm a huge... That's my place where I play my video games. And Do you feel they, like it was a good thing that your voice was heard? No, but this is the thing. Like, when they announced that, it's a good thing for them. Sure. Yeah. For me, it doesn't really matter because if they had decided to do that, that was the one thing they said. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm out. Yeah. Like, I think I'm genuinely out. And nothing really, I didn't think they could say anything that would get me out because I don't really care as long as I get to play my games and like you've had my achievements and my, some of my friends are there. I don't care. Um, and at that point, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I find that offensive personally. Yeah. So I'm going to vote with my wallet and I wouldn't have bought it. And I would be a purely a PS4 guy now. My, how different would my life be? Not really. How different would their lives be? pretty big if everyone had made that same decision you know yeah. um so i get it as a business thing why you have to react and listen to everyone shouting i just think it's a dangerous path yeah. that we're kind of heading down and yeah. where that'll lead to all right is that the end of the um, game news <clears throat> uh number six i'm uh, jumping o- in over, six. over to you al Thank you. I, Thanks. Six, no, I've written that. Now. Six to hours. We're, we're, um, mm-hmm. we're having a good long podcast here, so I don't want to truncate our conversations because I like the conversations. No. Mm, so this one might just go through way quicker than we we're intending originally. I don't know. I've got some pretty strong feelings. Yeah, feelings. About certain games. Um, so we are now a quarter of the way through the year, which is crazy. We just moved into April. Um, so people are already looking at what, because a lot of video games came out in the first three months of this year, and people are already looking at what stuff is going to be in contention to add to that list for best games of the year. I'm going to read through the big names really quickly. And I just want people to jump in if they've got something to say. of like, yep, that's going to be on my list, you know, for later on in the year is one of the best games of the year. Or if something, you know, really disappointed you, Alex. <laughs> Far Cry Primal, we just talked about. Um, I really enjoyed that game. It wouldn't, it's not going to be on my list. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. Enjoy it, but no, it's far too thin of a game to yeah. make any end of year list. Firewatch. 
It's definitely going to be on my list. I, I probably liked it the least, but it's definitely going to be on my list just because it's You're going to put it on, my list. on this immediate list or yeah, potentially on, end of year? Well, at the moment, I don't know what else is going to happen. But for like right now, that's one where I will put that down and I'll remember that one at the end of the year to look back at. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, this game is not familiar with it all. Um, yeah. hmm. You should play too. Firewatch, man, on PS4. It's beautiful. I don't take you. I haven't played Far Cry at all. Um, I see a game that I'm interested in. Say it. Well, wait, wait till we get there. Well, okay, no, don't say right. it. Oxenfree. Never played it. No. Not. I haven't played it. Uh, no, I have actually played it. Sounds it, like a laundry detergent. I played it for a couple of hours. Um, uh, is it uh, sort of a world, maybe like a sandbox thing, but there's no cows? Or yeah. There are, I confirm there are no cows. Um, well, well, are you, are you right making a funny yeah. right now or are you serious? I can't tell. Oxen free. It's very dead. There's, there's okay. no. Yeah. Very good. Um, there's a lot of people. <laughs> some people, this is their favorite game of the year and they're saying nothing will be able to beat it. Um, I really liked it. It's got a cool story to it. It's got a very nice art what, style. What type of game were you talking about here? You're talking about a kind of Monkey Islandy sort of game. Um, sort of, but far less puzzles and more just kind of chatting. And it's kind of like if you do Monkey Island crossed it with Life is Strange. Are you saying it's a point and click game, Al? You control it with your analog stick, but it, it works in a similar kind of frame. I'm in. Um, Is I like going it. on the list, I don't love Alex? It. Uh, it's going on my to playlist. Uh, oh. The Witness. Is this a, an adaptation of the Harrison Ford film? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> no, The Witness is the new game by Jonathan Blow, who did Braid. Um, and he spent eight years of his life and all of his money that he made from Braid making this game. Braid was an amazing game from what I understand. Yes. This is this is my favorite game of this generation. I mean, 100%. The, the Witness? The Witness, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm circling that one. Yeah, I, I didn't quite uh, commit to the number of hours that you did, Al, so I never ended up getting that... Uh, that experience, I think. Of, I, th- I think... Because I, I remember you sort of saying that you, you you described it as like you know you're getting to points where you hit a wall and you want to throw the game away, but then you you know you and Katie were playing it and there's bits where it would suddenly drag you in, but then the emotions that the puzzles like the emotions they evoked and and that world like I I never got that far mm. where I had such a no you have to commit serious time and you have to be yeah, in a yeah. certain frame of mind. I was lucky when this came out. I was in Colorado for a couple of weeks and we were snowed in for a week. So I was just writing a screenplay and playing this game. And it's, you know, it's a seriously fucking hard game. It's just a puzzle game. Um, but when you first play so like it... like Mist or something. It's exactly like Mist. It's exactly... It's actually like... It's, Mist is a very purposeful um, throwback for what this is. Um, but rather than the puzzles being randomized and different like in Mist, this is all one type of puzzle. Um, and what Jonathan Blow likes to do is take that one little concept like Brady took time travel. Well, this is a sim- it's basically a maze puzzle. And then he likes to see how far can you push that? How many interesting things can you do with that? Um, and you can appreciate it just like that for the first few hours and just be, okay, well, it's a beautiful island. I wander around and I do these puzzles. Some are fucking ludicrously hard and make me want to destroy my TV. But they, uh, but it's when you begin to push through that and you begin to never look up a guide. You know, you'll, I've literally, my, one of my stories was we are stuck on something for four hours and I was doing it with someone else, which I definitely find helpful because you need two perspectives. The whole game is about perspective in many ways, metaphorical and everything. Um, we spent four to five hours, couldn't do this fucking puzzle. And so many times you reach that point of like, this is it, I'm done with this game now. I can't do this and I'm done with it. And you walk away and then you go and do something. And then I came to the fridge and I just glanced at the TV because it's still on. Second you look at it, just get it immediately. You just need it to like get away, get a new fresh perspective. Get drunk. Get drunk, this whatever does, it takes. Like Candy Crush. 
This does not sound fun at uh, all to me. No, <laughs> it's it's attrition. It's real attrition. But the further you go through it as well, then there's this barrier. If you start to realize, oh, every single thing. Cause my initial problems with the game was, oh, I can't interact with the island. I can't pick up certain things. Like, why can't I? Because there's nothing else to do. It's because everything's there for a reason. So every single tree in this game, every rock means something. And they create patterns and they create environmental puzzles, which are incredibly smart, depending on what your perspective is. So it'll be things if you line up this little thing and this thing with the perspective of them, they will join and become mm -hmm. something else. I feel like you've just sort of become Matthew McConaughey in Contact, that <laughs> film. That's what I was channeling. Um, no, honestly, it's a game that is not for everyone. It requires a lot of patience. Um, yes. And I didn't, you know, I really liked it for the first sort of four hours. But I'm, you know, we've, I've played about 50 hours of this game. Jesus I'm not Christ. quite at the end of it. Um, yeah. And it just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. Like this, this, it just unravels so much and you start to just... He, he's legitimately, as most games critics will call him, he's a genius, this man. Like he's a genius. He's just a bit crazy. Um, hmm. It's my, like my, when I gave you an illness. Just a gift that keeps on giving. I, hate, I still hate you for that illness. <laughs> it nearly killed me. My threshold for uh, Portal is about an hour. And I'm like, I'm good. This is too difficult now. I need this, to go do things. Yeah. This is, yeah. This might not be fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Layers of Fear. A lot of people like this game. I didn't really like it. It was fine. It was a horror game. Haven't played it. Neither have I. Gravity Rush Remastered came out. Let's just rush through some of these. Aptitude. Aptitude came out. People like this game. None of these are on my list. Pony Island. People like Yes, it. Pony Island. Oh, you played this one? No. Ah. I just like the name. Well... <sighs> Fine. You are stereo got, you are stereotyping yourself. You are you stereotyping really are. yourself so hard right now. People who <laughs> forgot there was a girl in the room for a second. You're like ponies! Ponies! Uh I'm Gone back. Home, the console edition. I don't know what to do with remastered things when they come out because Gone Home technically was a piece of game from three years ago mm. and it really changed indie games. Uh this is the first time it's come to console. Still we played it. I got Katie to play it two nights ago. Still fucking brilliant. Yeah. Still a fantastic game. Um, it's very much like what Firewatch and stuff like that came from mm -hmm. was, was Gone Home. Um, so I would 100% put it on this list, but as a game that came out three years ago, I don't know if you get to do that. Assassin's Creed Chronicles India. Nope. Oh the, my God. Why do like, they keep making these Assassin's Creed? This, these are the what 2D is, What ones. is that about? And I'm anxious because... Which one? On like Assassin's Creed. Oh. Wait, really? We want to do this right That's now? A long story. But do you know what <laughs> makes me anxious about Assassin's Creed? The hoods. Yeah, because they, they come up as like banner ads on my Facebook that I can buy one. and The like the, the clothes. Yeah. They have good clothes. I've never mind. played that game. I have one of their hoodies. Why are they trying to sell me hoods? Um, because, what you have know, you been looking at website-wise? Eagles. Cookies. Oh, just like the Assassin's Creed websites. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, they, they're making those games too fast. The Assassin's well, this Creed is the games. first year where they're not making an Assassin's Creed proper game in eight years. Seven or eight years, but I mean, has it changed since like no. maybe the second or that's third one? That's one of the reasons. I mean, yeah, but not really. But that's one of the reasons why. It's like just skins editions, right? Like they're just new. Oh, you're now in a different in place. Now it's in France. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why this year they're not making one because they they know they've got to reach. Yeah, they got to reimagine it. Yep. Um, Saga, people like that game. It's cool. Um, wouldn't be on my list though. That Dragon Cancer. I haven't played this yet. This is insane. You guys heard about this game? No. Nope. Um, it's a game made by the parents of uh, whose kid had cancer and they made this video game to kind of charter how that f the experience was for them and every level apparently is kind of completely different um, and very erratic and then they use actual phone conversations they recorded from with the doctors and stuff to with their kids wow. like inside the game 
Um, Sounds kind of heavy. Well, these, no, but these are the things that we were talking about at the end of last year. Of I've waited my entire fucking life with video games to do the things it can do that no other medium can do. And this mm -hmm. is one of those things. Yeah. It's like, hey, I've got a personal experience. I can put people in my shoes and they can experience it. What you can't do that properly with movies. You can't do that with music, you know. Um, that's a PC Mac game. Let's just through Steam and things. Is that Apple Macintosh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. It's uh, no, the other banana. one. Banana <laughs> no, it's Macintosh. Just, yeah, it's just Apple Macintosh. Banana. A Boyness Blob, they redid that for Wii U. Still kind of fun. Darkest Dungeon, a lot of people liking this, but it's not my kind of thing. What's the vibe, do you know? The vibe? Mm. I just said the w saw the word dungeon and I kind of got excited. <laughs> um, it is... Uh, I'll send you a video of it. Why do you like dungeons? It's, it's quite intense. I'm just a bit of a fantasy guy, that's all. I'll send, I'll send you a video. What okay. kind of fantasy? Uh, I should uh, clarify. Uh, like swords and axes and dragons and stuff. Like yeah. dungeons and dragons? Very much like Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, thank you. Uh, Resident Evil Remasters are coming out. XCOM 2, Dying so Light. Wait, 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 back up. So Resident yep. Evil Remastered, is that the original, original Resident Evil? So they've Evil? done the first one. They've done the second one. No, Zero. First one, Zero, just came out remastered. They're now releasing 4, 5, and 6 again. They've just released 6. This is they They're doing 5 and 4, yeah. And I actually know a little bit about one of them because one of our dear friends just went in for a casting on mocap for it. Which is pretty cool. And it's just Can down the road. They're doing it in gossip? Marina Del Rey, just next to us. Not on the podcast. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're doing basically all of them other than two and three and um, Code Veronica. Okay. But everything else has just been rejigged. And people are getting very upset because Capcom used to be a great company and now they do is this. Just mm. keep it. And they made a public announcement like, we're just going to pillage our old stuff and keep giving it to you. Wow. Um, we keep buying it. But what about what about Capcom vs Marvel? That was great. That was great. It was mm -hmm. really great. That was a long time ago, though, sadly. I think I actually played great. that one. It's a really good game. I was playing it the other day at an arcade in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. Found an arcade that had SNK versus Capcom, uh, Capcom vs Marvel 2, Street Fighter 3, and another one. So, nice. so I tried them all. Classic. XCOM 2 came out. Uh, everyone loved that game. It's not my kind of thing. Dying Light the following. Um, Unravel with old Yanni. I played that. I was playing that the other night. Are you? You're not a fan, are you? It's because it's not a great game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You a fan? Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, yeah. I I like those. Uh, um, it reminded me a bit of Limbo, mm -hmm. in the sense of you know it's a platform game, but has very kind of strong um, narrative themes underneath, which I like, which is quite different. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I, and I think I went into it and I played it with Bethany and beforehand I listened to some uh, videos of the creators talking about it and, and what it was based on and their intent and that whole, you know, thing about reflecting on your memories and what the whole game is about, like, you know. So I just bought into that. So it kind of, you know, it didn't blow my mind, but it uh, warmed my heart. It's, it's a lovely little game, but it's just That's not... Good enough, I don't think. Like, it's the kind of game that five years ago I think would have been exciting, and now it's kind of the mechanics aren't quite there. Yeah, um, it's a bit fumbly, and the story seems like it's trying to be emotional, but I don't really find it is. It feels mechanically yeah, yeah. emotional, if you know what I mean. It feels yeah. like this is what an indie game should be, rather than this is what I want to say. Mm. Oh. I think it still looks pretty great. It looks gorgeous. It's mm. a gorgeous looking game. Street Fighter Five came out. Everyone got very upset. This would definitely be on my list, maybe by the end of the year, but it came out bare bones, so it's. Like, it didn't even come out with an arcade mode when it launched. It was sort of just drip-fed stuff. That like Killer Instinct? Even like, way worse. Way worse. It just came out basically as... Like mechanically, it's probably the best Street Fighter ever made. But it's um, 
they came out basically just for competitive players. Do, do they have Hadouken? <laughs> there is a, one Hadouken in there. He's Nash in the game. So that, that'll be... No, no, I don't think Nash is... That'll be um, on my list by the end of the year. Rocket League came out on Xbox, but... Oh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Alex and I were playing that uh, just now before the podcast. And, and you seem that, to think that, that you... That's the co-op game you guys were playing? Yeah, yeah, that's a... Football car. Football car, football. Yeah. Car, soccer. Yeah. That yeah. was their working title before they went. Yeah. So uh, essentially on the surface, if you saw, saw maybe like two boring people play this game, you'd be like, that is the stupidest game ever. But then, you know, once you saw people who were having heaps of fun like we were, you'd be like, I want to have a go. It looks ridiculous, but it looks like fun. Incredibly fun game. We also played it at uh, your games night. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Achara, Katie versus Nate and I. And we smashed you guys. Four players. Yeah. Up to four players. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a question. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, it still looks stupid. Look, like it's really stupid. You're you're in a car driving around a caged football field with a giant steel ball. You're trying to get into each other's goals. Actually, on second thoughts, that sounds really good. Uh, and, and it is. It's a great game. So I have yeah. a question for you guys. Mm. So how do you feel about the fact that couch co-op is really, for the most part, non-existent? Upset. Hmm? Uh, it's a sad thing. Very upset. Yeah. Very, very upset. A lot of the time, we'll, um, Achara doesn't give a shit. Couch, you don't know what Couch Co-op is? Well, Couch Co-op is when you're sitting with your friends and you can play a two-player game in the same room rather <gasps> than having to be online. Because everything's online now. Yeah, why? Because that it takes sh- a lot of extra coding. You know, you have to, and, you, and games don't look way. as pretty. And people like Halo 5 has no Co-op, Couch Co-op, even though all the crazy. other Halo games had Couch that's Co-op. That's a huge oversight, I think, because that's what gaming's about, yep. right? Co- community. Yeah. Yep. Well, now you can play with strangers. Instead of your friends. I don't like strangers. Or yeah. you're, oh, I'm a friend. Strangers are, are good when, when you're like just trying to beat an, anon- anon- an anonymous person out there that's better than you. You know what I mean? That's good. Where you, you have the competitive edge. But the fun in the competition is, you know, when you're... Destroying we, your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And it's like, and it goes back to, you know, and it, it, it's kind of attached to what you were saying before as well. Like, you, it's just getting so difficult to play anything, to plug something in, have your friend come over, sit on the couch, play a game. Yeah. You know, it's either there is no uh, couch co-op or they have to sign up onto an account and do all that crap. And it's just like... Oh. Yeah. I had a story when I was at my mom's and she wanted to play Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, and I was really like, I fucking can't. It's like, it's an hour to sort this shit out. Yes. And that's to play Trivial Pursuit. Well, see, that's the that's the one thing I give uh, Nintendo credit for. Yep. They make mm. they make co-op very easy, and they're, they're the only system really that has multiple co-op games yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you can actually play with other people mm-hmm. on the screen at the same time, and they don't have to be on the other side of the fucking world. To be fair, it's because they have to because they can't seem to handle online for whatever reason it is. Look at the Mario Kart online. That's like it. Uh, I was playing Mario Kart online uh, with my mate's dad. It was. Awesome, and we're playing with yeah, people all, all over the world. Yeah. And but we were we're in the same room, versing a whole bunch of people all over the place. Yeah, that's and that's the best. If you get couch co-op online, fun. it's yeah. fucking great. So like Night Squad, we want to play that couch co-op online. Guess what? You can't do it. One of the few games you can is um, I Dub from last year. Oh my god! But yeah, I miss I miss those days. Definitely, yeah. I miss making little tents. You know, so you can see when you're doing shooters, and you can you did it horizontally. And I'd make a little blanket and sellotape it to half the screen and then hide underneath it so my friend could only see the top bit and not my bit of the screen. Right. You cheeky, cheeky little man. I'm not cheeky. That's why we couldn't cheat. I said cheaty. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, but you know, like, well, if you, have you, did you play, um, Jesus, what's it called? Call of Duty. Um, one of the Call of Duty games on the Wii U. Right. There's, um, I forget what it's called, Black Ops 2 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you did multiplayer on there, 
the gamepad would be your own screen and the TV would be a separate screen. Yep. So you could be two players and have your own exclusive screen. That's right. You're in the room at the same time, you know? That's the fucking great stuff about the Wii U. And it's so sad that not enough people bought it for them to do much with it. See, is, that, is that where Oculus is going, you think? Like, are we going to end up there? Or, or we, I would you totally know, invest heads, in Oculus if that was a thing. But A, a headset type system? See, the Sony, Sony had the opportunity to do something similar with the PS Vita because you can connect your yep. portable thing to the system, but no one bought a PS Vita and no one made use of that technology, so... Yep. <laughs> Because honestly, like when we have a party around here, I will still bring out Nintendo Land and we'll still play Mario Chase and stuff like that because it's fucking. That's the best fucking great. game. Mario Chase is the best so game. Good. Have you played Mario Chase? So when one person has the screen ajar and, and you can see <laughs> you something different, you're play? hiding yeah, as Mario. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. And like yes, the other... yes, yes, I was very good at that. And then there's the Animal Crossing one where you're just trying to stuff fruit in your mouth. That one's good. Yes, yes, I was also good at that. They're fucking great. You mean the one on your hat? Or there was the one where you put the bubble yeah, the gum in your like head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but then you get like bigger, yeah. your head just gets bigger, yeah. bigger and bigger. That's an awesome game. And I was good at running around and just hitting people. Um, yeah, when you got friends around, like that's just that's honestly the Wii U is what I turn to now when I have friends around or Rock Band or something like that. Mm, uh, Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare Two came out. It's very good uh, as a like a kid shooter. It's a good kind of step. That's a, that's a couch co-op, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. Uh, Walking Dead: Michonne. I haven't played this one. Have you played mm. it? No, I haven't played nope. it. Yet. I love Michonne. Yeah, well, you can play as her. This is In her video. story Bad before ass. she meets up with her, uh, or before she's uh, taken by the. No, before she meets up with Rick and the gang. Is it? Mm-hmm. Rick and the gang. Uh, Super Hot came out. I'm going to play this. This was, I'm going to ring it because I haven't played it yet. Um, but people love this game. Um, Flame in the Flood. Do you want me to talk about the Super Hot? What are you smiling about? Are you flying about Flame in the Flood? I'm just smiling because Flame in the Flood. All right. Do you got something? You like the game? No, I think... Uh, no, I was just really disappointed by it. It's really hard. Yeah. I saw it at E3 and I thought it looked beautiful. I still think it looks beautiful. Um... And I knew going into it that it was a survival game, but fuck, is it a survival game? I put it down after an hour. It's isometric, so I'm just not interested. I don't like isometric games. Isometric. Um, Stardew Valley came out. People are loving this right now. It's a Harvest Moon one or something. You're about Chara. You should get it on your... I think it's on the mobiles. Think, is it? I think so. Maybe oh, not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, maybe it's just on PC. Stardew Valley. Stardew okay. Valley. Um, I would enjoy oh, some sort of Harvest Moon type thing. Yeah, people who like it. The art style wasn't quite to my liking, um, but people love that game. Heavy Rain Beyond got a re-release on PS4. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD got a re-release on Wii oh, U. Have you, have you played that? Not the re-release version. My sister beat it, and she said there are major frame rate issues in the game. Really? Like she was, she she said particularly in the finals boss uh, of the game. There's it just starts to stutter. Really? And I'm like, wow, that. That's, a, that's Nintendo. Yeah. Like, Nintendo usually doesn't have that kind of issue. I'm from a game that's six years old or whatever it is. Yeah, that's you'd think. Worrying. Uh, the Division came out. A lot of people are playing that game. Um, I heard that was marred with issues. Yeah, I don't really, I, don't, I didn't like it personally. Um, I thought it was fine. It was just like an, it was a good shooter with no purpose because there's no story, really. I mean, mm. there is, but it's not great. Um, it's kind of like a Destiny game, but not as, the mechanics aren't as good. Mm. Maybe by the end of the year, they will have added enough stuff that it feels more um, bogged out. Sheltered came out. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered. Pokemon Tournament, which a lot of people really were surprised by. Really good Pokemon fighting game. Uh, Dead of Tentacle Remastered. Dead or Alive Extreme 3. I, w- I would buy that to play as a Chara. <laughs> which one's a Chara? <laughs> just confused. Dead, Dead or Alive? You can't buy I would love to Just to be clear, game. you cannot buy Dead or Alive Extreme 3 in the U.S., or the UK, I think you have to import it from Japan. Really? Because really? they decided Why? this one was too sexist. 
Even though it's exactly the same as all the other ones that came out, but we're at that point now. Mm. Do they still include the thing where you can uh, alter the the bounce effect? (laughs) No, no, not in this one. So this one, like these ones aren't fighting games. These used to be volleyball games, but they're taking volleyball out. What's the game now? These are ones where... I don't want to open this can of worms because this is a big... No, 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 you have to open this can of worms. I have a copy for you there. Um, I want to play this game It's a game This is the third one in this And it's basically One of the dudes From Dead or Alive The fighting game Invites all the girls From Dead or Alive I play volleyball To come to This is unfortunately Nothing like volleyball It should be But it's not So you won't like it What's happening in the game here Um, He invites them all To his beautiful island He's having a jacuzzi party Or something Sort of like that Yeah So they all come to his his island And hang out You pick who you want To play as uh, you get to do maybe three activities a day. Unfortunately, it's all in Japanese, this version. So I'm really confused what's going on. We are yeah. playing some last night. You can do dumb stuff like tug of war. You can you can do jumping across little fluffy things on swimming pools. And you have to press X, zero, triangle, whatever to do it right. You can do butt battles where you're both balancing on a little floating floaty device in the swimming pool. Well, you and you have to butt battles? Yeah, and you have to bounce like bash butts together to knock each other off the thing this sounds amazing and everyone's in their bikinis obviously the whole time and then there's like modes where you're just lounging around by the pool or on the beach and then you can take photos no 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 this is a Japanese game there's the main man but I know a lot of girls who would love this game no a lot of girls do love this game and then in the evenings you can gamble um, your money and then with the money you make you can buy presents for the other girls to try and convince them to join your volleyball team yeah I haven't yet got to play volleyball. This is there actual, like the is craziest it, game in the world. Is it a proper Japanese game? Is there actual it, nudity it in the game? sounds like just a weird sim It is. Thing. It's basically like a Japanese sort of dating thing, a uh, perverted dating thing. And it is a bit... Um, there is no nudity, just a lot of bikinis. And then they, they perspire properly. And if you don't put suntan lotion on them, they'll get like sunburns oh. where their bra straps are and stuff like that. Um, it looks so on my screen because it's so big. Every video game looks awful. This game looks beautiful. Wow. Looks really beautiful. But it's kind of, kind of just like screensavers in a weird way. And you can take photos and perverted poses. Well, there's no... Get them to rock climb and take a photo underneath them and stupid stuff like that. And it's a horrible chauvinistic, And have you done that out? Have name. you taken an upskirt? No, because I was playing with my girlfriend. It didn't seem appropriate. Um, <laughs> but the, the problem with it is, yeah, it's, it's really horrible. It's so Japanese because there's so many games like this in yeah. Japan. This is just one of the bigger budget ones. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just soft porn. Soft porn, you know, without the sex and stuff. Without you know? the nudity. Yeah. There's no actual nudity. It's just kind of titillating. Like you get AV club stuff in Japan where you just get pretty girls in their bikinis and lounging around and people just Japan watch Japan has a lot of interesting and weird stuff. They do. I, I've, I've been told that you can buy women's underwear like the way you'd buy gum. <laughs> in vending machines. Yeah, vending yeah, machines. Vending machines, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that game, I'm afraid you, you have to get that one imported is, is that going to be on your uh, end of year list you know, no check that one no yep so it would be yes. as prettiest game because it's fucking gorgeous um a drift came out um the cool gravity style game um in in oculus rift we played some of that last year at e3 hasn't had good reviews sadly <clears throat> mlb 16 the show and hyperlight drifter which i'm going to ring that one because actually what were some of the reviews on a drift it'd be interesting not not that great sadly like, what were people's issues with it? it um, I think just this story wasn't that interesting and stuff. Right. Like, which is a shame because the developer seems lovely. We're gonna. This is the longest podcast in literally we've ever done. So how long are we going for? I feel. I feel at fault for this. I'm no, sorry. no, I'm just worried for you because people. I've. I live here, so I got nowhere to be. I could talk all night very happily. Um, I just want to make sure. No, I'm just gonna hang out and edit after this. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right, then. let's move on to movies. Woo. That was all our game stuff. Oh, great. I got maybe yeah six or seven 
No, you don't get to read this. You keep your fingers away. Oh, who's reading it? I'm reading it. It's my podcast, Adrian. All oh, right. Sorry. I, I get I was your a... own fucking podcast, <laughs> and you can read your own thing out. Well, what's Alex going to do? He does the releases. This is movie news. Normally, Nate handles all this. All oh, right. But Nate's not around, so I do the movies. Is that oh, all right okay. with you? Okay. You okay? You can leave if you want. The door's right there. Nate's blowdown <laughs> continues. Uh, we've got ten pieces, so we need to move through this, and I'm not even one. Some, some... <laughs> one. Director Scott Derrickson posted pictures from Doctor Strange last week, including full costume photos of Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> and how do you say his name? Yeah, um, Benedict. Um, no, the other one. Chiwato. I never uh. know how you say his name. You know the dude? Chiwato Ejiofor. I'll be able to read it. Oh. You know the guy. Chiwatel Ejiofor. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Go, go with it again. Go. Chiwatel Ejiofor. As Stephen Strange and Baron Carl Amadeus Mordo. Uh, Mordo is another sorcerer whose role remains unknown in the film. The character, though, has been a villain in the comics. Very uh, slick. But it looks like they might be working together from what we've seen of the film so far. Uh, Doctor Strange is a brilliant surgeon whose hands are irreparably damaged in a devastating car accident. Instead of accepting the loss of his greatest asset, Strange embarks on a journey in search of a healing factor, opening his mind to the mystic arts. I saw that photo. What did you think of that? Mm. How they look? I'm a big fan. I'm actually most excited about this Marvel film. Although the costumes, everyone really loves them. They certainly look as good as they could have looked, but I preferred him in his civilian clothes. I saw quick. You guys seen it? Wasn't there a leaked photo of him in his civilian clothes? Yeah, I prefer him in the civilian stuff. This is is a superhero movie? It's the Doctor Strange movie. Face right there. He's like... I get paid to do this. Yeah, I was like... "Mm." Um, and then there's that looks Benedict like Link's outfit a little bit. It does a bit, yeah. It's gonna, no, that looks strange. It's gonna be no, good. It's gonna be. I need to a take a bathroom movie. break, so where should I go? This way out. Are you going there? It's not gonna make a bunch of noise. No, we'll no, hear everything. Fine. It's yeah, mic'd. It's alright. Just mic'd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. 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 Sean Levy, the director of Night at the Museum and Real Steel, <gasps> is like remaking. Steel. You like Real Steel? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him. The robot one with the Hugh robot Jackman, one, right? yeah. Uh, he's remaking John Carpenter's cult classic 1984 uh, sci-fi film, Starman. Anyone remember Starman? Mm-mm. Jeff Bridges. I actually know who's writing this film. Oh. Friend. Really? A friend? Yep. Do I have it now? Oh, I do. Arash Amel yeah, he's, he's is reportedly writing the screenplay. Yeah, he's English. Uh, good friend of my sister's. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was about to talk shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he previously wrote Nicole Kidman's Grace of Monaco. The ori- I don't even talk shit about him because I don't think they should remake Starman. Uh, the original film starred Jeff Bridges as an alien who has crash-landed on Earth and attempts to hide from the government by cloning a human body. Karen Allen co-starred as the widow of the cloned man and a romance spills between them. Ooh. I quite like that movie. It was all right. Yeah, so is that why you're uh, a bit apprehensive for the, the remake? It's just, honestly, it's Sean Levy, not a museum of real still. Like, no offence to those, but I just don't feel he can carry it. <laughs> oh, no offence, Joe. No offence. It's no. alright. I, I know I love rubbish movies. No, but they're perfectly... I haven't seen real still. I've seen Night Museum. It's perfectly fine for that kind of thing. They're entertaining. Um, but I just don't feel he's right for this. Yeah. I don't know about your friend. No. Are we talking about Mork and Mindy? Yes. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> this I thought was weird news. Three. Three. Sicario is getting a sequel. Oh, that is interesting. Black Label Media, the production company behind last year's Sicario, say the studio is in full development on a follow-up and a draft of the script has been completed by Taylor Sheridan, who wrote the original. Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, and Josh Brolin are all returning. And the studio spoilers if you haven't seen the first one. 
they're all still alive. And the studio is hopeful to get original director Denise Villeneuve uh, back as well. Now, the director, for me, is why that film's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's a really good film. And he's the director of Prisoners and Enemy. Makes very interesting, beautiful films. That was a real surprise film for me. Did you see it? I did see it. I think it's an excellent I think film. you let me the, 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 the Blu-ray. The Blues. The Blues, yeah. You like it? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I, I, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, whoa, that... I hadn't heard anything about it. The trailer came out. I was like, whoa, that, that looks uh, pretty awesome. And then sort of forgot about it. And then it got nominated for a bunch of uh, Academy Awards. And then, yeah, let it... Three. You uh, lent it to me and awesome. That was one of those police thrillers where I was just like, I'm not... Ever since Training Day, you get all of those kind of films and I'm not interested in any of them. Mm-hmm. So I ignored it when it first came out. And then I kept hearing such good reviews. Like, I've got to give it a go, even though it's probably going to be like Training Day. And then I found out it was by that director and I love Prisoners. Yeah. Um, and Enemy was very interesting. Um, and yeah, he just... He has a way of interjecting very interesting, peaceful, like introspective moments mm-hmm. into those films, which makes them so much better than yeah. any other stuff like that. Um, the original film, yeah, made, had three Academy Award nominations and made $80 million at the box office uh, with great critical success. That will be interesting to see where they go with that narratively. Yeah. If they don't have him as a director, I'm not that interested, but I don't this? know where you go with it. Sicario. Sicario. Did you like Sicario? I fucking mm. love it. I think it's a brilliant film. Did you like Sicario? I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Do you like Sicario? Is it okay if we talk about Sicario? Is it yeah. okay if we talk about it? Spoilers. For okay. the next minute, right. on I'm Sicari. so glad we're talking about this movie. Okay, so um, I was unhappy. I, I, ha- I haven't seen it, guys. Sorry. Um, well, you can cover your ears. <laughs> I'm yeah. So, um, you guys like the third act of Sicario? Yeah. Yep. Where the main character falls out of the movie, basically. Yeah. She's thrown to the ground, and it follows Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're okay with that? I really, yeah, I really yeah, like absolutely. It. Why? I have to understand this <laughs> because I put a review on my YouTube channel of things I didn't like about Sicario because I thought it was like brilliantly shot and it was well acted but I'm I don't want to use the word feminist but I care about how females are portrayed in film and I thought Mm -hmm. they did a disservice to the only female character in the film because she's never she's she starts out like here and then she just gets weaker and weaker and weaker as the film goes on and then she's tossed out of the movie Mm -hmm. and it's given to a man and she doesn't come to a system at all she doesn't have a change of heart she's just perpetually going downward into more weakness and at the end of the film she caves in on her morals i'm like yeah. what movie what is this movie saying about women like she never saves herself at all she's saved by benicio del toro when she's about to be raped by that guy or killed by that guy i'm like looking at it from that perspective the only female character in the movie i was very frustrated because otherwise it's like like i said the writing was good the dialogue was good. It felt so real and the shots were beautiful. Like I would love to see that director handle something else, but that alone frustrated me so much because I wanted more from it. I wanted her to be stronger at the end. I wanted her to turn into a bad guy at the end or something to maybe somehow be there in the third act, but they just tossed her. Alex. I'm trying to recall because I all my emotions because it's been a while since I've seen it. So I'm trying to recall everything. So if you want to go first. I mean, narratively for me, yeah, that that's an interesting point, and I didn't, I didn't. Uh, Man privilege. I, I, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember my initial reaction to that. But I remember narratively thinking it was very interesting to, to, uh, to follow him. I thought that was an interesting choice, mm-hmm. um, because he'd sort of he was a main character, but still kind of 
peripheral to what was happening. Yeah. And so I thought that was like a weird sort of like, yeah, cool. Like, okay, he is and who he seems. Let's see that for a bit. Um, and that was my initial reaction. But I'd like to see it again now with what you've said yeah. in the back of my mind. Um, because, I mean, I still, I thought she was great. I, mean, I loved her performance. But yeah, you're right. She, I guess her character did get... She couldn't even shoot him at the end. Like, she does not get better, ever. But That's, I mean, but, is... but it made, for me, that still made sense with the choice that she was given mm-hmm. at the end. Because it was, it was that or her would, life. Would, okay, would you have viewed that film the same way if it was a man in her role? No, but this is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Because I was looking at it from... You, you'd be okay with a gun to his throat if it was a dude and crying and sacrifice like I don't think it would oh, I would have admired that film even more if it had been that brave but then it should have been a man um, we see because the whole thing is yeah, we see yeah. we see women get weakened in films over and over and over again it's like here was an opportunity to do something different this is the and thing and did uh, the cliche thing no but this is the thing I didn't think it did at all um, I actually I disagree but I disagree just because I think it's a matter of perception on what makes a strong role mm-hmm. so for me with everything that I recall about that movie and all my immediate feelings after seeing that movie and I think we did we talked a bit about it. was it on the maybe on, on, on that podcast um, I don't see like for me she is the strongest character by a long long way mm. because she's real for me like Benicio Del Toro isn't a strong as strong a character or as interesting a character because he's more playing into stereotypes and he's more playing into things I expect a character like him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the ending's very powerful with what he does. Yeah. Um, like I said, trying to not give full spoilers, so just like suggest. It's been out for over a year, but sure. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but for me, what makes a character more interesting is getting inside their head and feeling their pain and feeling their anguish. Yeah. That for me is more interesting. So she, I was 100% on board with her. And then when, we, when you flip and you're not with her for a bit, Absolutely, it's jarring, but as a narrative thing, I found it wonderful. I didn't really care if it was, well, you know, what sex we were flipping to mm-hmm. in terms of who you're going to. Um, and her decision at the end, for me, is the stronger decision. Like, her decision not to do that, for me, is stronger than a decision to kill that person at the end. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of perceptive on what. I was gonna, uh, just listening to the, the discussion, having not seen Sicario, it does sound quite subjective. And what you, what one, as the viewer takes from what they're seeing I, I i you know what i mean it doesn't sound i could i basically i can completely understand what you're saying yeah, yeah in yeah, terms of objectively I mean. looking I, at the scripts mm. and stuff yeah it seems like weak but i think it's only weak from a physical point of view right and i don't think physicality is always the best way and particularly for women you yeah. know to have to show that they're as strong as a male character in something mm-hmm. so for me like she takes the moral high road again and again and again for that film and right. she really refuses to budge for so so long that and none of the others yeah, do that yeah. you know so for me i was like she's the character that's way more interesting has way more dignity and i respect all yeah. the way through this film yeah. and the, the one time she kind of breaks it means so much more because of that you know um but she still doesn't go i don't like i don't want to get into it but she doesn't go all the way basically that, that moment you're talking about where she st- she has the higher ground basically and does not kill him it didn't feel like it was a moral choice it felt like she just couldn't do it the way it was portrayed, but maybe I'm projecting at that point because yeah. I'm so frustrated yeah, by this yeah. point of the film because I wanted to love it. It was like, like 30, 45 minutes into the movie, I'm like, this is going to be my favorite movie this year. I am loving this so hard. Mm. And then that thing happened that I just that we just talked about, and I'm like, 
I was just so disheartened because I wanted her to be stronger at the end. But this yeah. is also like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm probably if I go back to it, there's probably elements where I'd be like, yeah, like this could have been more interesting, like this or this, like this. Yeah. I like the overall arc of it definitely, and yeah. I like that last third. Um, I do think it keys a little bit into what we were talking about before as, as well, which I remember seeing like making ofs with Emily Blunt, and she was saying, you know, she went to these places to see what it was like to be a woman because it's very much about being a woman in a male-dominated, violent world. Right. That's really what the film's about, and. And she was talking about how difficult and sexist and male-orientated it is in that world and the people she had to be around. And the film just, I feel, portrays that very accurately. It's one of okay. those things we were talking about earlier. It's like, sure, we can make her how we want that world to be, but that's not how it is. That's how it is probably for women right. in those situations. But some escapism would be nice. <laughs> so. uh, but, I, but that's really what I liked about Sicarius. It wasn't about that. Like, it was really seemed, I don't know. Like, it, it could be completely ridiculous. But yeah. from the way it's portrayed, it seemed like a very honest portrayal of how those things happen. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, was kind of what made it stick out for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Suicide Squad. Thank you for you genuinely ask great questions, man. Okay. You're welcome anytime. Okay. <laughs> um, Suicide Squad has reportedly gone into reshoots to make the movie funnier. Following the extreme success of the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer in January, which did a 180 degree turnaround on last year's somber Comic Con trailer, insiders say Warner Brothers may have already given up every joke that the film had. So they're keen to try to turn the flavor of the movie around to fit people's reaction. This is coupled with the criticism that Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman film lacked humor. Reportedly, the reshoots are costing tens of millions of dollars. It's a good investment. Well, they did the same thing with Thor 2. Did they? Yeah. They went back and shot more Loki scenes. Well, that didn't Because the o- it did. It wasn't a good movie, mm. but it made it better than it was. Because every time Loki was on screen... Did you see Thor 2? It was the only good parts of the movie yep. was when Loki was there and you enjoyed you actually enjoyed the company of Loki. You enjoyed the film a bit more when he was present. As soon as he disappeared, you're like, oh, well, fuck this movie. But this is another exact example of what we're talking about earlier on in this podcast of the public shaping what people are creating while it's still being shot. Like this film was done and it was in post yeah. and then they realized, oh, people preferred the funnier version of this. Let's go back and try and sort that this out. This is the one instance where I'm agreeing with the decision to go back because everything is so goddamn serious. No, today. but this is what I'm saying. Though. It's like the thing with the Xbox. It's like, whether you agree or not from your personal opinion of what you want the product to be, mm-hmm. I just still don't feel we get the right to tell them. And all this tells, says to me, mm-hmm. is however this ends up, it'll be a bit of a mess because they didn't have a clear vision and yeah. they didn't stick with it. That's all that tells But me. hasn't that been clear from the get-go, from the very first trailer? Honestly, no. From the very first trailer, I was like, well, they know what they're doing, and I wasn't interested. That was how it was, you know? Yeah. Um, this, like... And they've been keen, They've been very clear to say, we're not adding jokes. We're not just going in and adding, like, a shot of someone telling a joke. We're just trying to lighten the mood <laughs> and add more fun to this kind of thing. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. For me, it's just a matter of respect. It's like, I can't respect you anymore, and it just feels like everything DC is doing mm-hmm. in terms of just trying to figure it all out as they go along with no real clear plan yeah, of no where they're vision. going. Um, which just worries me with this stuff because I want it, I want all these films to be great and I want you know I want Aquaman to be great and Wonder Woman to be great and I just I don't know they're not instilling much faith I don't think um, Final Fantasy at Square Enix's special LA event last week they announced a special Final Fantasy anime series and also a CGI animated movie called King's Glaive Final Fantasy 15 that will be Ooh. animated in the same style as Advent, Advent Children yes I will watch and this spirits with him the, the film won't yeah. be released in cinemas uh, voice actors include Aaron Paul Lena Hedda and Sean Bean bitch 
bitch. Game of Thrones people <laughs> and Breaking Bad people. <laughs> <laughs> the end of yeah. Sean Bean, do you think he's going to die? That's what the poet at the moment. Everyone's like, will he make it to the end of this movie? Because it looks like a weird Game of Thronesy Final Fantasy film. Five bucks, he won't. Mr. White. Um, I'll do five bucks, he won't. <laughs> you reckon? It's on. Let's do a uh, pizza bet. Okay, great. All right. Uh, number six, Deadpool. Deadpool. Six. Yeah. Six. Deadpool. Deadpool may have had a series of brilliant post-credit sequences, but director Tim Miller revealed to the art of title last week that the one they didn't get to do, which was proposed by his wife and his creative uh, director, was his favorite. Quote, They pitched doing our own version of the Honest Trailers, where the guys go in and tell you everything that was wrong with the movie. I really love this idea. We actually wanted to get the guy who does them to do an Honest Trailers version of Deadpool and then would run it during the credits. And I can't wait until they actually do one. End of quote. How do you guys feel about Deadpool? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Basically, yeah. I, w- I would have been happy if they pushed it even further, but I appreciate they couldn't because everything they did was a big risk anyway. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun. I thought yeah. I-, I thought it was the best portrayal of it's not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. Like it's the first film where you can obviously point to and go, here's an example of it. Because he's on the bed talking about um, Liam Neeson and the Taken movies. Yeah. He's like, that's not what he's fucking talking about at all. And you can see it in his face because Ryan Reynolds pulled it off. I, I love that scene. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite scene in the whole movie because of that example. Because it's like, it, it's hard to convey that to people. It's hard to explain that to people. But it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. You know, so that was my big takeaway. Of all the things in the movie, that was <laughs> my big takeaway. What was your favorite badge, Yara? In the Deadpool? Small hand. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's terrifying. Um, yeah. I, 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 I can't. I don't know. I love. I love when he calls out Fox. Yes. Which? What's that? Because is it the man? Is it the man? It's like, wow. You'd think that. Because yeah, it was only two X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that bit. Yeah. It, it's as if it's almost like a budget. Yeah, yeah. It's almost. It's almost as Fox as if Fox, you know, didn't want to finance more oh, X Men yeah. to be in this. Yeah, and it's when yeah. he's at the house and he kind of leans in and goes, like, "This X Men house seems very empty." <laughs> uh, my favorite bit is actually at the end where the little cartoon characters are running around, like on top of the person who's knocked out. Yeah. Just because, like, I just wanted. Yeah, I would. I would. I'm. It basically, I really loved it, but it made me very excited for Deadpool too. I, I thought like, that was the best romantic movie of the year so far. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great date movie. Yeah, it was a really cool date movie. I, uh, I'm, I'm yet sit as I was. You haven't it, seen it either. Right in the middle of moving countries when it was all happening and not selling all my shit. Um, so, but I, that's like one of the ones which I'm like, fuck, I've got to see that film. I've got to see that film. I've got to see that film. It's really fun. Yeah, it's fun. I hear it's, it's very small. It's very small in scope, but it knows that and it has fun with that, and you know. It's just great fun. I just found all the like brains and stuff, like the blood, a oh, little bit disturbing. It's crazy violent, which is, oh, fun, is, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, but I think I would just, it was just shocking shocking because I wasn't expecting it, even though I knew it was R, but then I was like, oh my God, he just, he just blew someone's head off. Well, the <gasps> shocking like these fucking. Is that what balances the intellectual witty banter though? Um, I don't know how intellectual. Well, you know, like, you know, because it, it seemed like it was it's like he's a wi- wise cracking kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. And stuff. See, the funny thing is I'm not normally into like toilet humor or gruesome violence, but that film did it egregiously. And I'm like, yeah. but this is an awesome movie. Like yeah. as a whole. Just, just, it has fun with it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone's having fun with it. Um, yeah. Were you shocked that Chara is all the fucking um, parents with their kids who tried to sue 
Fox making this movie because yeah, it's well, so my, bad. I was I was really disturbed. My eight year old niece, um, I I went I went already. I'm asking house. why. No, no, oh. no. She hasn't seen it. Um, <laughs> I went I went to around to visit my my in laws, and then I was like, oh, I just watched Deadpool. I really enjoyed it. And then my eight year old niece goes, oh yeah, um, some of the boys in my school went to watch that, and mm-hmm. I was like what because as we talked about before that's what you can do in this country yeah i know five-year-olds can like, go see this movie it's that's fucking horrendous and then they will sell them tickets it's an r-rated film all that means is you have to have someone over 17 taking you you can be any age yeah that's so literally all it means in this country wait is that a problem for you guys that's a huge yeah. fucking uh, you're why not, you're not allowed to wait are you in australia but my no, bigger no, my right? bigger problem is that you have a rating like that and no one here seems to give a shit and then people stupid people take their kids to movies like this and mm. then try and sue the company because it was okay. unbelievably well, violent. That part I completely disagree with, but having a kid like an eight year old watch this movie with parental supervision, you are against that? That's my question. Yeah, I am. Why is that? Like at what age is it okay then? I don't think there is an age when it's okay, but I think it's I think having films where you know the Friday Thirteenth films, you're basically saying any kid of any age can go and see these films is not cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't think no, of course it's not an age. There's some kids who at eight are totally mature enough to understand. Yeah. There's some people when they're in their thirties aren't mature enough to understand. But as a generalization, I think certificates are a good thing. I don't like censorship, but certification, like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. So I mean. I'd probably go by the certifications. I mean, that's what they're there for as a guide for parents, you know, because they've got psychologists and they've got people who have viewed the films and have gone, you know what, this probably isn't suitable for the developmental stage of an eight-year-old. Do you know what I mean? So um, as a general guide, sure, maybe a year or two either side, okay. But uh, I think it's, if I was a parent, I probably wouldn't take my kid to see something super violent. But this is when you say the certification, here's the certification. Films don't go over R, like very rarely because it's just death as right. a general rule in, this, in, you know, in the cinema industry. If you go right. over an R, and an R is anyone can watch it as long as you have someone over 17 taking you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, I don't agree with that, but it's there. My big problem is then fucking parents don't think. They just take people. Yeah, so yeah. when they take the kids to go and see Deadpool and then they get all upset about it, it's like, well, it's because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Look hey, at I what you're doing. Like you should, if you're going to do that, you should at least watch it first and then make the choice yourself you as a parent have, you, you, and then be like you don't have to, have to do that okay. anymore you can go to imdb.com and it'll tell you how, yeah. how violent it is how many bad yeah. words there are how many sex scenes there are but i think that it all depends on the relationship that parents have with their children on whether mm-hmm. or not that child should be allowed to watch rated r movie i used to have a pseudo stepdaughter and i would take her to watch rated r movies but i would explain to her well in advance the kind of things she's to expect and remind her that this is an illusion. It's not real. It's all make-believe. And she handled Mad Max just fine. Mm. She enjoyed Mad Max. And she loved Halo. <laughs> like, well, it's like, it's just, for some people, it's completely fine. My, my simple thing with it is, like some of the stuff like we're talking about, the problem of um, yeah, cinemas like day and day and stuff. It's like, well, just wait three months and you mm. can fucking watch it at home however you want. Yeah. You know, but the cinema experience for me, yeah. you know, of sitting there distracted because there are kids crying for a temple. It's like partly well, this, well, that's uh, bullshit. It's, it's just, you know, it, yeah, but they're allowed to because the government's saying this film is appropriate for your children. And for a lot of children, Deadpool is not appropriate right. for. And for some, sure it is. But like for so many, it's and, not. And, and not all parents have the capacity to have that, you know, open, straightforward yeah. conversation. Yeah, right. exactly. Which is upsetting but that's a whole different the, 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 I remember watching The Matrix Reloaded 
and seeing parents bringing little kids in to watch that movie with them. I'm like, this is rated R. There's a sex scene, a rave sex scene in the middle rave. of the movie. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like, I don't know how to watch this film without sweating hard. That, ups- that upsets me more for the fact that parents took their kids yep. to see such a shit film. <laughs> <laughs> there should have been a rating on that film just to stop people oh from... <laughs> if you have taste, do not see this film. Um, Train Spotting 2. Trainspotting was a huge success back in 1996, making over $72 million on its $1.5 million budget. I had no idea it was $1.5 million. The sequel is finally happening, and Ewan McGregor shed some reassuring light on the reason why. Quote, the script only arrived very recently, which uh, was... Could you do it in, like a, no. in a British accent? The script accent? only... Scottish. In a British I mean, Scottish accent. accent? I'll do it in a British accent right now. (laughs) The script only arrived very recently, which was really, really, really good. I think if that had not happened, none of us would be into it. I think we're all sort of somewhat protective of what Trainspotting means to people and what it means to us. None of us want to make a poor sequel to it. So had we not been presented with the most extraordinary script, which we were, I think we wouldn't be making this sequel. But because we were, we are. That's code for it's going to be shit. End quote. Uh, but Ewan McGregor really, will be joined really, yeah. by returning cast Ewan Bremner, Johnny Lee Miller, and Robert Carlyle, as well as the director Danny Boyle. The original was based on the book by Irvin Welsh, who wrote the sequel Porno in 2002. Uh, Porno was set 10 years after. The movie sequel is set 20 years after. But little else is known as to how accurately it will stick to that novel. Mm. It is released next year. 2017. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I would agree with you if it wasn't the fact that everyone's on board and Danny Boyle. Like Danny Boyle won't make a shit film now. Mm. Yeah, it's true. No, I'm I'm pumped for it. Yep. Pumped. I'm pumped. Are you literally down at the gym every day just thinking about it? <laughs> what you don't say pumped here? I, I, if you... Thanks for picking up my cultural differences. Well, I just like yeah. you. No. I'd like to remind you that you're new pumped? here. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know how many times Ben Affleck said that Batman versus Superman was a great script. but you hear this all the time like with Terminator Salvation uh, uh, Christian Bale had his freak out on set he's like no but he went on the radio he's like no you gotta see this movie it's really really good it's really well done and it was like the most horrible Terminator after Terminator 3 you know I I agree with you as a general rule but like I said I don't think Danny Boyle would get involved with anything he did did Slumdog right he did yeah Slumdog he did Steve Jobs did the beach. He did. Okay. Um, I didn't see train spotting. He did. Um, Shallow grave. He did. What else did he do? Train spotting two. Train spotting two. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. It says here. Jennifer Lawrence has been quite vocal about. I write these things. Sometimes I look at them like. Uh, she's been quite vocal about how uh, she was done with the makeup process in her role as Mystique in the X-Men movies and has shown little enthusiasm, seemingly just wanting to fulfill her contract. But last week she spoke to Empire saying she really wants to return. Quote, I am dying to come back. I love these movies. I love being in them. I love ensemble movies. Because and I love making $52 million a year. Because it's not on anyone's shoulders. End quote. Come X-Men on. Apocalypse comes out 27th of May. I'm very that's, excited for that. That's code for her PR manager. Talk to her. And yep. like, will you shut the fuck up with the whole whinging about the makeup about and just say you really love what you're doing? Blue vagina and on your boobs. Yeah. Whoa. That's what they have to do. They get she really needs naked. She to go to a doctor. So, that's the case. So how do you guys feel? Can we talk about that for a second? How do you yeah. guys feel about the trailer for X-Men Apocalypse? I was underwhelmed, personally. Yeah. Same. Very underwhelmed. Oh. Well, is, this, is this the one Justin was saying about the... Justin was pumped. The I think. family just running at each other? Like... Like no, that's Civil War, and don't okay. talk shit about Civil War. Civil War looks awesome. While in my house. That's the thing. It's okay. like after Civil War, everything else kind of just doesn't look very good. Yeah. You know? There's a tangibility to Civil War, which 
Apocalypse, honestly. There are moments which I'm sure will be cool, um, yeah. but I just feel Brian Singer said everything he has to say with the X-Men. I love Brian Singer, but I'm just like, I'm not interested anymore in what you have to say. And Apocalypse looks awful. Uh, Olivia, looks like I'm excited for it. I'm pumped. When Olivia Munn <laughs> is flipping and cuts through the car, yep. I'm, it just looks so contrived. It looks so put together. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, really? This feels like Mortal Kombat Annihilation all over again. It just... Oh, no. Excellent movie. Charles on board. All these things. Did you, did you see Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Oh, I don't. I saw one of the Mortal Kombat's. Whatever. The first one was okay. The second one was horrendous. Uh, first one at Christopher Lambert. Yes. Yes. That legitimized the movie. That's Raiden. Yes, Raiden. Yes. From lots of different places. But that shot of her cutting through the car and landing—it's like that says Brian Singer made the movie. To yeah. me, it just looks awful. It doesn't have any gravity to it. The way the, I agree. she's moving, it just the shot that. That says everything I want to say about, uh, that I, you know, it I sums agree. up my opinion about X-Men I agree. and movies. I, agree. I love the cartoon, though, the Fox cartoon. Charles looking sad. Yeah. You made us sad. You made me sad. Yeah. Jabby. Yeah. Very sad. Well, so, so do you like the last X-Men movie, Days of Future Past? Yeah, I, I did. I didn't. I, I didn't for it, the but... same reason that I had uh, an issue with Sicario. Oh, all right. Because they got rid of Wolverine in the last act. I'm like, that was your main character. Why is he gone? <laughs> I was so pissed Men off. Men deserve better. They really do. No, <laughs> it's not the sex thing. I know, I'm you don't just. They literally tossed him out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Put him inside water until the movie was over. They're like, okay, you can come out now, Logan. How did you feel about in Star Wars when Han Solo was put into the um, graphite or whatever it was? Carbonite. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Carbonite. Why? Why? why, why where's he the was taken out of the movie. Yeah, he was kind of taken out of the movie for a while. He was, that was the very end of the movie. That's true. That is true. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I like how you're going for this fucking stereo thing. You're just jumping but that, back that's, and forth. That's, if you're going to really bring that up, that you're talking about an ensemble of people, whereas X-Men first, uh, what is it called? X-Men Days of Future Past was told through Wolverine's eyes. It was, yeah. There were so many problems with that movie, in my opinion. And it's like the most interesting character, the guy who runs around really mm-hmm. fast. Best he, scene in the movie. He, oh, my he, favorite. Like, he, yeah, but that's what you walk away with is yeah. that. And it's like... Why did he disappear from the film? For convenience, because it would be too hard to write anything else with him. Well, and the other reason was because he was one of those weird in-between characters with both Marvel held the rights and Fox held the rights. So Marvel had Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. And Are you serious? Yeah. He's That's why he's in the movie for five minutes? Yeah. So it's really, he's one of those very few characters where both companies still own the rights. Well, every other X-Men, Fox lines. So they were putting him in Age of Ultron and Fox like, well, we want to fucking use him as well. So they got to... Um, Call him what he really is, which is the son of Magneto. Is that in the film? Yeah. Yeah, a little uh, bit. A little uh, bit. What? A little bit. Spoilers. He's just blown the son my of Magneto. Mind. Uh, no, literally in the middle in of the, the movie. It was so stupid. In the middle of the movie, he goes, Oh, I had a father that had magnetic powers. There you go. Yeah. And then Magneto goes, Huh. And then they walk away from each other. <laughs> I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? If well, I can see it, it's because no Magneto power, no superpowers. Magneto here. knows, but he's going, Dude, I fucked a lot of girls. Yeah. The time. I don't know. It's like, he's like what? you could be anyone's, really. But it's like, I'm Michael Fassbender. What? Exactly. The thing is, if I as an audience can see it, you the characters should be able to see it and talk about it. I agree. Look, none um, of the characters know that freaking Clark Kent is Superman, okay? When true. I put glasses on, people are like, oh, it's a char. You disappear. No, that's not true. You disappear. <laughs> hey, look at that journalist over there. <laughs> she looks smart and interesting. Yeah, what is she doing in this podcast? <laughs> hey, Char is back. Um, but yeah, exactly so in Age of Ultron, that's why, if you've seen Age of, Age yeah, of Ultron, yeah. 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 that's why they kill Quicksilver in that, was because Marvel realized, you know what, like when they saw the reception that was happening with Days of Future Past, like we've got to 
have a sacrifice here and he's the one to get rid of because we can't have it's too confusing for people yeah. two different versions of quicksilver two different actors two suits and in the marvel ones they're not allowed to say mutant because fox owns that word so they could never say they're mutants. That's why they're all what are they called? Something else. It's, it's um, so fucking meta human. No, that's, oh, that's sorry, human. It's they're called so something else, and that's why they're never allowed to mention Magneto. They had to give him a different backstory, so it really pissed off fans. Because like, well, that's not where Quicksilver and the Witch come from. It's they so crazy how these like little elements, these components of superhero stuff, gets pulled apart. Like the same thing happened with Superman, yeah, where it went to, into a court battle, and they're like, okay, well, here's the powers that you can keep. Here are the powers that we're keeping. Yep. I'm like, it's super fucking man. This thing is old. It's super like, oh, fucking man. <laughs> it's 100 years old. Like, just <laughs> let him be. Yep. <laughs> no, I agree. It's crazy. But that's how, this is why everyone just got an amber alert on their phones. Yes. Except for me because my phone's that? dead. Oh, really? someone's been if they kidnap a child or something, then they'll send it out to everyone. We'll see. Everyone in the state, basically, it's a really great deal. So all the phone companies will send a text out to everyone. Unless you're in the middle yeah, of an audition. That's like the... Oh, yeah. And then yeah. your phone just goes... Yeah. Um, The Last of Us number 9 just two more Uh, video game movies might be uh, potentially on the up with Duncan Jones Warcraft adaptation and more in particular Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed movie but one film in development that people had high hopes for was The Last of Us based on one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time sadly in an interview last week with IGN Neil (laughs) you've been through so many emotions in the last 30 seconds uh, in an interview with ITN, Neil Druckmann, the director of the video game, offered some disappointing news about the film's future. Quote, I know I said in an interview a while back that we had a table read, got the script to a good place, and it kind of entered development hell like these things tend to do. There hasn't been any work done on it for over a year and a half. Uncharted is also in development, right? Yeah, an Uncharted movie is still reportedly in the works. Despite right. numerous setbacks, uh, it has been slated for release June the 30th, 2017. Not going to happen. I'm actually happy they're not doing a Last of Us film. Yeah, because I narratively, that's I still one of the like strongest. Yeah, and those characters are those characters. Yeah, exactly. So with something like Assassin's Creed, it's like yeah, you can do what you want. I don't Mm -hmm. care. But yeah, with those films, I agree. You guys like the Last of Us game a lot? Yeah, I did. I mean, I like as far as gameplay goes, it was pretty. I guess standard. I guess. Do you know what I mean? But narratively, and and how it pulled me. I, I was really hooked, and the end. I mean, I loved the. There were, there, there were there were gameplay moments that I felt were a little bit substandard, but it was only because I was used to Uncharted. It's like, okay, yeah, go, exactly. go, go find a ladder. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just fucking climb it? Exactly. Climb it like Nathan. Do the Nathan thing where you climb it so we can get through the game quicker. But yeah. no, yeah, you got to find this board to cross across the water. I'm like, absolutely. You can swim and climb the. Okay. And yeah, no, no I, I agree. The gameplay, the bits, the weak bit. The story and no, the, the was, characters yeah, were... It was great. Yeah, it was so too much rich. sneaking for me. And too many, like... Yeah. So I played the game three times because I kept stopping and then, and then yeah, getting the PS4 version and stuff yeah. like that. And I just... Just the fucking... The, yeah, the combat and the sneaking around the clickers. It's like, I've had enough. I just, bit, wanna, yeah, the, I just want to see the story. Yeah, the bits that I actually enjoyed the most were when you would be just walking through a town and, and they start having a conversation and there's like backstory was unveiled and it was like, I got, oh, I, beautiful. I got stressed out by the, the big guy who like takes shit off his back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like sweating bullets playing <laughs> that sequence when he's chasing you around. Yeah. But anyway, Uncharted. Uncharted movie. Uncharted. Not going to happen, I agree. Yeah. Um, particularly fucking Mark Wahlberg was going to be playing. That sounds like such a bad idea. Terrible. They don't need an Uncharted movie. No, the game is a movie. Well, just make a fucking yeah. like you know, like a Advent Children, you know, yeah. Uncharted movie. Like do it with the you know with the same voice actors and the same anime. Yeah. You know, just do that. 
Last piece of movie news. Last piece. Wait, before 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 we move on from the video game stuff. Yeah. Are they making a Metal Gear Solid game uh, movie? Yeah, apparently. But that's you know who knows right now because Mark Konami's Wahlberg? been so weird. Uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. They talked about Hugh Jackman playing Snake at one point. Did they? Well, it was just like I think it was a fan pick. I could. I could and this see was that. like twelve years ago. I can see you that. Still see him. Um, beautiful man. Last piece of news. And he can sing. Spider-Man discovered by BBC News. Sony have registered a new domain name, which is Spider-Man Homecoming the Movie dot com. Oh my god! While this doesn't necessarily mean it's what the new movie will be called, it is curiously specific. So even if the title changes, it most likely hints at some of the film's narrative. However. Homecoming was also the title for the comic book in Spider-Man issue uh, 252 in 1984 and was famously the first time Peter Parker was seen in the black suit in New York City. It took place after he turned from the secret wars in space and had found a symbiotic alien that would later go on to become Venom. Don't forget that there's also, to confuse matters even more, because it makes it seem like, oh cool, they're going to do Venom properly and that's what this story's going to be. Don't forget that recently announced there's also going to be a Venom movie in development as a potential franchise of its own, and they've already stated that Venom will exist outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and will not run into Spider-Man. Spider-Man will hit theaters on July the 7th, 2017. So hold on now. That's Sony? Sony. Okay. Did you, here's, a, here's a fun little tidbit. Well, with Marvel. Right. Um, for Civil War, the stunt double of Spider-Man is black. <laughs> really? Yes. Nice. He's, a, he's a friend of mine, and I'm like, "That's awesome! Spider-Man's finally black. Only yeah. nobody knows, and everyone's upset." But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I was really. Were you hoping that they were going to bring in Miles, whatever his name is, the Morales? Black Morales. I uh, honestly, I wouldn't have minded if they had. Yeah. But Peter Parker is my Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. who I grew up with. Yeah. So, you know, I'm reading the Miles Morales stuff now. He's cool. He's a cool character. Yeah. Um. I wanted to see it, but they disappointed me. Yeah. Now it's just a younger Peter Parker. Well, this is the thing. Like, for me, it's... So, like, Daredevil's my favorite, and Spidey's my close second favorite. And everyone else is quite a long way lower than that for me mm. with comic book characters. Yeah. Um, to the point where, yeah, we made a Spidey fan film a few years ago. Um, and it's... Andrew Garfield was my, my perfect Peter Parker. He was really good. He's fucking incredible. And we would, we just... We would, changing channel in the hotel when we were in Palm Springs Amazing Spider-Man 2 came on which is not a good movie yeah. other than two scenes maybe Yeah. but he is fucking brilliant in it and you watch him walking around in the suit with this kid who was getting bullied and he's just walking down talking and his physicality is just perfect yeah um, and he really appreciated the role too oh he really did like he had fun at Comic Con with all the fans he, yeah he was dressed up in a shitty Spider-Man outfit mm-hmm. walking the floor and whatnot, and then revealed himself at a panel Everyone lost so their cool. mind. Nice. It was amazing. And that was how he revealed like he was doing the role and stuff, wasn't it? Because it was, that was the week when it went up that he was doing it and stuff. I don't actually know. I just saw the video online of when he pulled the mask off and you could hear just the crowd erupting. And, yeah. just, and he's just such a, he just seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. You know, he seems really nice and down to earth. Which one is he? Is he the current? No. No, he was Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. The two We're last ones like too that came out. The yeah. last two that came out. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, so the new ones now play Tom, uh, Tom Holland, who's a kid who's like 19, I think, but he's meant to be playing a 17-year-old Spidey. Okay. But this is the first time Spidey's going to be in the MCU. So that's why he's in Civil War and he'll be in the Avengers and stuff. How, how do you like his costume? I'm actually, I'm just so fucking elated for them to have Spider-Man in the MCU. I couldn't give a shit. Like yeah. I really, like I think the eyes are great. Like I'm so happy to have expressive eyes. Uh, the rest of it's a bit too 60s looking for me. Yeah. But yeah. like whatever. You know, it's it's 
fucking Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah. Like, they could only make me happier if Wolfie was in there as well. That's about okay. it. Okay. So, it's all Wait, I want. I'm thinking Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like, what, from? <laughs> That'd be great. Is that what's going on? That's what I'm thinking. Well, I I'd first thought it was like a, you know, a cheeky thing for Marvel getting him back and calling it mm. Spider-Man Homecoming kind of thing. But mm. the fact that it's Spider-Man Homecoming the movie is weird. Because hmm. that would be a weird name. They need ideas. Yeah. He's at a high school prom. <laughs> yeah. Why not? But yeah, it'll be like 16 Candles, Spider-Man. I'd watch what? that film. Yeah. <laughs> 16 watch that film. Candles 16 with Candles, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And he's not really in the suit very often. It's mostly Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There you go. You know, you're, you, you just reminded me of Thor. Like, I, I loved the movie Thor up until he became Thor. Like when he was just a dude in this world and he was like struggling to be a normal person. Yeah, so you yeah, like yeah. the Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, because I always forget the first one doesn't start in Asgard, does it? It starts in um, On Earth. I don't, I forget where it starts, but like the hammer, he can't pick up the hammer. Yeah. yeah. And he spends most no, of the movie. No, he gets kicked out of Asgard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's really, it's like Earth. a 80s sort of, it's it's that old 80s trope, isn't it? Of yeah. a fish out of water, essentially. Yes. Trying to understand the world that they're in and stuff. It was awesome, but yeah. until he became Thor. Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed in the third act. Basically, yeah, all the, all the earthy stuff on that, I really love. And then it's when it gets all Asgardy. I don't like it. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. That was the that was the news. Yeah, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> we, well, honestly, we we will obviously uh, make this a bit quicker than normal. Alex, do you fear it? Do you fear it now? Yeah. Do you want to change the name of your section? No. I'm giving you one out right now. No. So I need some cash. Charlotte looks good. You need cash, Jim. Well, I've got some projects that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and my problem is financial. Yeah. So what I was thinking is I live in LA. Mm-hmm. There are people here who have plenty of funds. Yeah. But no ideas. Yeah, no, that's it. And, you know, there's types of people you should ask. People that have get, got big contracts from big box office films have money. That would be a good way to go, I feel. But I need to find the right right person. Yeah, so, I mean, you want to probably avoid the Star Wars crowd. Yep. Um, think back to 2015 and what was the second biggest film of 2015? I, I literally can't. Can't remember. No. Something to do with dinosaurs. Jurassic World. Exactly. And who was in Jurassic World? Um, one of Shannon's friends mm-hmm. who played exactly. the dude with the gyrospheres. But you know what? You know who you should turn to to ask for money now? The two tequila dude who. Runs no. Out. Keep no. on going. Getting warmer. Margaritas. Sorry, margaritas. Uh, the pterodactyl. Getting warmer. Oh, the strapping fellow. That is in the lead. But I don't think he would ever give me money. Maybe if I could... Stand on top of your roof and shout out, Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Do you know what that means, Al? It means it's release this time. Movie release time. <laughs> so this week, Friday the 8th of April... Uh, Welcome to our life. That face is the correct face to be That is the right correct now. face that every guest makes when we start our movie releases. So coming out this Friday the 8th of April, uh, first up, we've got Hardcore Henry... I'm so excited oh, for this movie. Great. There you go. I'm so if so you don't know, excited. if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it's a uh, first-person action film from the eyes of Henry, who's resurrected from death with no memory. He must discover his identity and save his wife from a warlord with a plan to bioengineer soldiers. Guys, you're excited? 
definitely. It looks fucking horrible, but it, I'm really excited. No, oh, false. Yes. It looks really no, no, good. No, the acting looks unbelievably bad. The English guy's accent is the worst thing ever. The baddie looks like some emo oh, Naruto well, I don't know English fan. Okay, so is this? Can I ask quickly? Is this taken from that web? Yeah. Thing that they yeah, did yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Megal or the whatever. Boots and the random parkour. And oh no, the I'm action saying. looks amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But this looks like Crank. You know, like Crank is a fucking horrible movie, but it's so good. So good because it's just balls to the wall, insane. Every camera idea they could do, every action idea they could do. And this looks like that in terms of like such a great action film. But every bit of acting in the trailer is the worst acting I think I've ever seen in my life. It looks horrible. It stars Tim Roth and uh, Shalto Copley, the South African actor from District 9. Yeah. Cool. I'll quickly move on because we're short on time. Uh, next coming up is Demolition, which stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Naomi Watts, um, and is directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who directed... Gone blank. You might have to look that up. I've never seen that film. Crazy. Crazy? I don't know. I'm just... I think so. Anyway, uh, it stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a successful investment banker whose wife dies, and he struggles to deal with that and it has to um demolishes his life demolishes his life quite literally demolishes his yeah have you seen the trailer yeah what do you think um i think it looks looks like it could be interesting could be interesting my sort of thought is that jake gyllenhaal is maybe sort of sinking into a hole of similar characters Hmm. of like dark kind of crazy but he was the prince of persia Oh my god! That he was Al. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it could like it could either be a really good character study and like psychologically Mm. fucking interesting. Like I'm going to learn something new about a way some the way someone could deal with a certain situation. But it could also be shit. You know, these are the only two options. Well, it's true. Like it really is. It's the kind of premise that seems either it's going to be really interesting and deep and like cool mm-hmm. or it's gonna be mm, not, it is not gonna be so. literal him demolishing his house and not really diving into but the Jake, yeah, exactly, Jake yeah. just a year ago was in fucking Nightcrawler and that, that was one amazing. of the most interesting roles he's yeah. like he's, he's incredible in that and it's he, a very he different picks role good films. He, yeah. he doesn't pick the money but I just always. mean that was a weird role for him like that was such a cool, yeah. crazy role so, I find when I look at his CV he goes through these kind of he's really ebbs, ebbs and flows where it's like Bang, a huge standout performance and then it kind of peters out and then another one comes up. It's because he yeah. tries to do the Jules Clooney thing of one for them, one for me, one for them, one for me. Brilliant. Right. Uh, but his ones for them rarely make the money. They're things like Prince of Push. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I've got a quick fun question for you guys. A, a fr- an old friend of mine asked me this question a while back. So when an actor and an actress are kissing on screen, that's work. It, it's it's make-believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal had to play lovers in a movie and kiss, it's acting. It's it's performance. Look at your face. <laughs> it's it's all make believe and 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 pretend. So why isn't that okay? I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that in there because. Well, I, I think I think because there's like biological like alarm bells that one has automatically <laughs> built into them genetically. Because it's wrong, and you're a sick man, Jabby. Like, Get out. Like genetically to stop you doing that. Yeah. And so if you were to go even, to but do even that, as an audience would, member, can you can you buy it? Can you just ex- but I just think watch it? Just because you are still, I mean, you can say it's made believe, but you're still doing it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and you talk on a serious conversation with any actor or actress with no scenes. It's like, yeah, it's confusing because at some point, you know, you 
have to feel sexually attracted or you have to kind of get into it. Mm. Or you just kiss them and you're like, oh my God, I can feel the repulsion (laughs) that you feel when you're kissing me. I get that you're not into girls, but come on, do your job. Is there, is there any personal experience? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a personal experience story right there. Um, <laughs> uh, what I would be more interested in is uh, if you got uh, Jake and Maggie mm-hmm. in the same scene mm-hmm. with like John Cusack and Joan Cusack, but then they kiss the other one's partners, but in the same scene next to each other. Just mm-hmm. to like see how like... So that was I think it would be interesting watching them try and kiss, but as soon as they made any contact, it would be like... Ugh. That's because they're still kissing. No, 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 but try. Like, no, I know, like but going, I'm just saying, like... And then them actually not being able to do it would be funny. Hmm. Anyway. That'd be a great April Fool's video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next coming. <laughs> uh, I've got uh, The Boss. <laughs> We're really moving through Which these. is uh, written by Ben Falcone um, and uh, directed by him. And, so, and he is Melissa McCarthy's husband, actually. Um, and he's also in the film. It's about a titan of industry is sent to prison after she's caught for insider trading. When she emerges, she's ready to rebrand herself as America's latest sweetheart. Not everyone. She screwed her. He's so quick to forgive her. Yeah. What was the last one? Yeah. 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 Louis yeah, McCarthy, yeah. Kristen Bell, Peter Dinklage. Comedy movie. She's in a lot of films. Who? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. She's getting around. She, she's she funny. Is. I think she's great. I didn't say anything. I was just. She's funny, like but I yeah. feel like some of the movies that she's been doing recently are kind of like quick we gotta like capitalize on on you know her popularity probably people or whatever Mm -hmm. and just be like let's make a whole bunch of movies and some of them are just bloody awful you gotta treat movies your your movie career like uh bands treat their albums nowadays have a new one every year or you're just not relevant yeah that's it keep them coming do you think peter dinklage can only do comedies he came off game of thrones and now he's only doing funny movies because he's a short guy. And then we can only see him in funny movies. He was in Elf no, before Days he did of Game Future of Thrones. No, Days of Future Past, he wasn't funny. Which one? Hold on, wait. He was you... in Elf before Game of Thrones. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> That's true. He was in Nights of Badass. <laughs> yeah. He was in what? Tiptoes. Oh, yeah, he was wasn't in Tiptoes. Wasn't he in Days of That's Future Past? That's a drama. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's a movie about mutants. It's right? not a comedy. It's to a be comedy. fair, he doesn't play a comedic role. He's not funny in, in it. But it's I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And I think you have to call him Little And what's really sad mutants. about that is he's done, he's had some great dramatic scenes in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So you feel he could do a really media. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel yeah. like he could pull off doing some serious shit and they keep giving him these like jokey roles. They'll probably give him like a more serious role in, you know, in the Gandalf trilogy or whatever they're going to make next. What? There's what? a Gandalf trilogy? They've talked what? about doing, they want to do more and they said Gandalf was something they they want to maybe investigate as young Gandalf. What? Why? That's, Why? That's, that's what I wanted after watching The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> more Hobbit. But wait, <laughs> where did he get his fireworks from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's silly. All right. Where does well, he get his tobacco just... for his pipe? <laughs> okay, look, just, just as the one Tolkien person here, no, it would fair. seem... Okay, but there's no, there is no. Tolkien never wrote any young Gandalf story, so I wouldn't want them to step out of side of what he's written. I think they already have stepped well outside. There is, yeah, definitely have. But there is like you know a three thousand year history before the Hobbit even kicks off, like the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion. But I guess they're probably saying Gandalf's story so that everybody else, so who doesn't know what Silmarillion is, can go. Oh, bef- okay. Before The Hobbit. You know what I mean? Because if you said Silmarillion, they'd be like, what? When he was still Gandalf the Grey. Just leave it alone. 
Mm. Yeah. But really, Stolbits went to Silmarillion for The Hobbit. They did. So, they did, yeah. Including songs that they turned into entire battles. <laughs> Yeah. You know what would be interesting, if anything, is to explore offshoot stories that happened during The Lord of the Rings. Like, with Terminator being revamped into Genesis, I'm like, why do you have to, why do, you have to do these people still? Why do you have to do <laughs> yeah. Ger- John Connor, Sarah Connor? Or like, why can't we be in the future where the war's already happening and follow brand new people yep. who aren't the main people you yeah. know, taking care of the war? They're just trying to survive in this yeah. fucked up situation. Like, I feel like following characters who are in that situation that aren't the people we've already followed would be way more interesting. Like there was a fan fiction of Harry Potter that was told from one of the other houses perspective. Mm. I'm like, that sounds really cool. Like you're not following the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're following someone frustrated on the sidelines. Like, well, that's why like, yeah, Fantastic Beats. It. it looks really cool with Harry Potter because that's basically what they're doing. It's just like in the same universe. Um, and they're all like spiritual. I think we're going to see more of that stuff because yeah. it actually ties into what you're about I, I to think, talk about. I think we spoke about it briefly, whether it's sequel or not, but Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield about, Lane. Yeah, that's the same idea. He's setting something in the same universe, but let's look at it from that perspective. It's a well, spiritual I mean, sequel. Yeah. And it's like what the, what the your, your comic books do, mm. the comic movie makers. It's like mm. what your comic books do. <laughs> Felt mean, but I don't know why. No, but you know what I mean? Like they're taking a page out of that. Yeah, out of that system. Yeah, they're realizing we can build a universe. You don't have to use the same stories. And I agree with you yeah, completely. I think it's... I'm just trying to do our segue here. It's yeah. a spiritual. So sequel. spiritual. Talk about spiritual sequels. This mm. is the last film that I'm going to talk about. The coming out is Everybody Wants Some, and I know some of you guys have already seen. Uh, went to a preview screening of this last week. Uh, it's Richard Linklater's spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Guys, take it away. It's not previous. So me and Adrian and a few others, we went uh, to... Spoilers. No, we can't spoil No, I'm not going to do any spoilers. No. But it's not really... It's not that kind of film. Um, well, the ship nah. sinks at the end. Uh, <laughs> they all die. Everybody dies. Um, yeah, we went to see this. We were lucky enough. We got to see one where Richard Linklater was there with some of the cast. A and bit they of a Q&A after, afterwards, which was great. Which was in- very interesting because he made a very big stipulation of... He basically used the spiritual successor to Dates and Confused line as a way to sell the film and he'd never oh, he, he never it. intended it to mm-hmm. be no but he never intended it to actually be he said he never thought about those confused when he was writing it or when they're making it they and didn't even they didn't watch it they didn't yeah they like, didn't as show a cast it. they didn't talk about it really at all ever which i find fascinating because watching it and learning that afterwards in the q a it's subconsciously then clearly if he wasn't thinking about it very similar to Days Confused in story beats and tone and you know so many yeah but I think movie. that's got a lot more to do with the filmmaker being yeah. him and also that he uses his life and his experience and, and the way he lo- he you know he, he likes to make films that feel like reality or like mm-hmm. a heightened reality or the way they that, that feel like the way you you remember things from your past you yeah know? What else did Linklater do? Did the Before Sunrise trilogy? He did. He did um, the bad boy, that boy one yeah, where he boyhood. Up, right? boyhood. Boyhood. Um, yeah. He did. Did uh, you like Boyhood? I absolutely love those ideas. I don't think. I think some of the film is actually a bit soapy. Yeah. Um, but I fucking just admire the shit things mm. like that because that's the kind of thing I really want to do is things where you conceptually was great. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really love. Boyhood, I have so much respect for Linklater as a filmmaker mm. and mm. and artist, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as a, for, for for me, like I said to you, Al, it's it's a three, three and a half for me, uh, out, out of five, five out of five. Um, I, I think there's some performance issues in there for me. 
um, and story arc, like character arc issues for me, as we've briefly talked about for the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I felt about Boyhood. Uh, spe- more specifically. Um, otherwise, it's funny. It's kind of like an art house frat film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But I thought Days of Confused was. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, there was just, I don't know, there was, for me, there's more depth in, yeah. in Dazed and Confused. And uh, it was a more interesting investigation for me personally. Yeah. I think there's just a little bit more. And it might have something to do with the fact that I was alive in the 80s. So this one I kind of understand more. Whereas Days and Confused, I wasn't alive in the 70s and it's kind of more evocative to me. Uh, but I genuinely think Days and Confused is a better film, definitely. Like it's one of my favorite films ever. And it's a very hard film to sell to people because some people watch it and it's like, it's just a, you know, dumb, yeah, frat boy kind of film. I was like, no, but there's all these really interesting, possibly just accidentally. I don't know if he means to do this stuff, but he's just very intelligent with how he kind of places those characters and things. Um, fucking love it. And this one, honestly, I think it was about as good as it could have been for someone coming back to something like that nearly a quarter of a century later. It's a return to that sort of those themes. Sure. Um, but yeah, I had problems with it. I thought the lead character was the least interesting character. Well, um, and, and I think like... I think if that was stronger and I felt that it was a more complete arc, like that, yeah, I felt there was like disparity between who he was, who I was being told he was at the end of the film as yeah. to wh- how I experienced him throughout the whole He's just not know, a very nice guy. Film. And in A Days and Confused, you have an almost identical character um, who's very innocent and two-eyed and trying to kind of fit in with the cooler kids around him and you feel for him because he's really awkward whereas well, this guy's ex- just kind well, of well he's a, experiencing that the yeah. conflict and, well, you're, and the yeah, challenge and he's the audience basically yeah. in Days of the Confused where in this I think you're meant to feel that Lee Carrot is the audience but I didn't at all because he's this pig-headed jock basically um, and by the end of the movie yeah you get a sudden suddenly a couple of sweet scenes from him which didn't well, fit with his character poetic and, and yeah. it just didn't match up and, and so that journey it didn't feel uh, yeah. but luckily it's an ensemble film mm-hmm. and the ensemble is fucking it's so much fun like mm-hmm. really genuinely really funny I haven't laughed that much in the film in ages and for people like yeah who seem only know Linklater for stuff like Before Sunrise and Before Midnight and Boyhood mm-hmm. sure you're gonna get you know those kind of that sort of artistic way of making the film directing of the film but this is just a fun movie it's a party film like it's a proper party film and I really really enjoyed it I thought it was cool mm-hmm. that'd cool. be my recommendation Great. So out of those four, which uh, do you guys recommend seeing that then? I'm out excited the for Hardcore films? Henry, but I, I, yeah, yeah, 100% for me, it'll be everybody, everybody wants them. How about you guys? What are you going to go out and see? Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Machara? Nothing. Nothing. Machara's <laughs> just going to watch Netflix. Yeah. Okay, swiftly <laughs> moving on. We've got some uh, game releases for Tuesday the 5th when you will be listening to this podcast. The biggest ones... I'm going to tell you if they're real or not. Okay, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy Pack on the Vita. Sadly real. Dead Star on PC. No, that's not PS4. real. PS4. Dirt Rally. This is real. Uh, it's a good game. Enter the Gun- Gungeon. That is real. What? Europa Univer- Universalis uh, 4. Mare Nostrum. It's not real. Oh. Job Simulator. This is real. It's a VR game. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's actually everyone's favorite VR game. Okay. <laughs> you're kind of in, you know, delis and stuff, and you're throwing hot dogs through windows and trying oh, to yeah, make, make stuff as quick as you can. Then you're in a desk job trying to do office stuff. It's fucking funny. The video's online. Really <laughs> uh, Lovely Planet? Uh, yeah, that's a real game. Uh, Quantum Break. There we go. There we go. New game from the makers of Max Payne and Alan Wake. Looks, uh, looks and it's cool. And it's kind of very interesting if the game does well, because this is the first game to incorporate a TV show into the game. 
with big actors. That's right. I feel so that. you move back and forward. You'll play the game. You'll make a decision. You There's like six episodes made. You'll only see three for one playthrough. Depending on the decision you make, you'll watch an episode of the show. You'll continue playing the game with repercussions from the decision you made from the show in the game. Oh, shit. Um, I have to play the game. All <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was like that. It's yeah, an I interesting, completely forgot about that. Interesting concept. Yeah, definitely play that. Comes out today. Skullgirls Second Encore. Yeah, that's real. Oh, Anything awesome. to do with uh, the bikini girls on? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Stick bold a dodgeball adventure. No, that's not. That's right. it. So the biggest ones: uh, Quantum Break, Lovely Planet, which seems to be a big popular one for VR. And Dirt uh, Rally. sorry, Job Simulator and Dirt Rally. Dirt Rally is generally great. If you're into racing games, Dirt's a great game, and that's the rally one. And friends, that is it for this week's release. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. How, how good was Sega Rally? Sega Rally is yeah, my favorite good. rally game ever. It's great. It's my favorite car yeah, game. Yeah, me ever. too. Loved it. Yeah. Um, very quickly with the box office, I don't have a prediction from last week. I'm afraid. I think we were just right. On yeah. yeah. Uh, on number fifteen, Midnight Special, still the film I most want to go to cinema to get to see. Ooh, see. Number fourteen, Star Wars: Force Awakens uh, comes out uh, on Tuesday on tomorrow today on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, Thirteen, I saw the light. Twelve, London has fallen. Eleven, hello, my name is Doris. 10, Deadpool, still hanging in there. Um, now, this, is it now officially the biggest, just under uh, Avengers as the biggest comic book film? Well, it's just impressive because it's rated R. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's, uh, Number nine, Eye in the Sky, which I'm being told is the best film on the cinemas right now. Eight, Meet the Blacks. Seven, 10, Cloverfield Lane. Six, The Divergent Series, Allegiant. Five, Miracles from Heaven. Four, God's Not Dead. Two. Three, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Two. Two, Zootopia, and number one, Batman versus Superman, Z- Dawn of Justice. Zootopia was great. Did you see Zootopia? No, that's we're going. I'm desperate to see that film. That that is the best analogy for the African American plight in America. Wow! Wow! The best. Oh, wow! Ooh. Yeah, like you wouldn't think that going into it, and then the movie comes goes along, and you're like, oh wow, I'm being spoon fed, spoon fed, the uh, African American plight. Wow! And you know, they're gonna do a. Yeah, double bill that and Midnight Special. We're, we're not talking about the Zoolander. No, no, not Zoolander. Zootopia, Zootopia, the no. Disney movie. Disney's new one, but it's meant to be their best one in ages. Okay. And do you, do you think it's the best I, thing I, Disney have done in a while? Did you say that again? The best thing Disney have done in a while? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, everything Disney has been putting out so far has been tremendous, I think. Like, Wreck-It Ralph was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Hero 6 was amazing. Mm-hmm. And now Zootopia, I'm like, it just it's just awesome what they're doing. Cool. Yeah, they've made a strong, strong comeback. So while Pixar come down a little bit, Disney yeah. have come up a bit to kind yeah. of meet them, to yeah. meet them. Um. <laughs> wow, it got quiet. That's awkward. Yeah, I like those pregnant pauses. People ah, get some time yeah. to think. Yeah. Um. Apparently not. Quiz right, time for a quiz. No, I don't think we have time for a fucking <laughs> quiz. We're gonna get out of here. Um. That was the box office. We normally we do predictions on what. It's happening next week, but I don't we want to get time. into that either. Um, so, Jabby, yes, can you please sir. tell people where they can find your content? And Just Google Jabby. J-A-B-Y. Google Jabby. Four letters. Y'all can remember that. And you go, you're like, you're, I noticed you're a smart man. You have the same name on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your YouTube, on your yeah. Patreon, on your Tinder. Except t- for Tinder. Facebook. Facebook is the only place where I got fucked. Really? Basically, I had Facebook.com slash Jabby and that was my personal account. But I didn't want people going to my personal account. So I said, here, Facebook, I don't want this anymore. I want it to be facebook.com slash something else. 
And then I tried to make my fan put, fan page, facebook.com slash jabbikaway. And they wouldn't give it to me. They're like, it's being used already. I'm like, oh. no, it's not. I just gave it up. Oh, man. Yeah, and they, it's never given up yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. So now it's facebook.com slash follow jabby. But otherwise, just look up jabby on Google and you'll find me. Yeah. And I was on your Patreon. Yeah. If I look at you smiling, yeah. if I pay you $1,000, you'll hang out with me for three days. Yes. Now I want to clarify something. Are we sleeping? <laughs> Are we bunking? What's going on in that situation? We will do anything you want. You can oh, have a video man. camera and all. Wow. <laughs> I might have to do a little business investment. All right. Um, Alex, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Alexander Chard or on Instagram at Alexander Chard. Funny thing about finding me on Instagram, the casting director who cast me for this commercial this week I uh, couldn't get in touch with my agent. Message me on Instagram. No, you're kidding me. Yeah, that's weird. It was weird. It couldn't. Yeah, she was like, I. She's Fire like, your and agent. she was like, uh, I'm. I'm sorry. I don't seem. Don't want to seem like a stalker. But can you call me about this job? Always the best opening line. <laughs> so it all worked out. Yeah, Instagram's weird because you can't do that. Like some of the people I was casting for something, um, some of the sort of not as big big people where we'd have to go for a casting director. I just found it on my Instagram. I was like, oh, I can just message them. They don't even have to be following me, which is just really weird. It's not like Twitter. You can't just send them a message. Yes and no. Um, Instagram might l- not let the message go through. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. happened. So I got a notification. It was like, will you accept a message yeah. from so-and-so? Oh, like, really? Who's this? So if it's from a stranger who you're not following, do they just get a thing saying that a message has come and you have to you accept have to it? Accept. Or? Yeah. And, when you're, and when you're a lot bigger, it's a lot harder to discern messages because like, I have 99 plus messages from people I don't know. And it's like, I, some of those might be people I actually know, but it's like a lot of stuff. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Interesting. I'm an adequate size as I've been told. Adrian. Uh, at Adrian underscore old. Is it, and that's A-U-L-D. A-U-L-D. Is that on the Twitters or the Instas or the uh, That's That's on the... Oh, Grindr. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's uh, Twitter. Twitter. Okay, yeah. cool. Chara, I'm sorry we've been we've we've invited you on a podcast and then we've just talked dorky things for way too long and I apologize. That's okay. This is it's, 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 it's just dorky things that I'm not particularly dorky at. All right. Um, Jeez. <laughs> thank you very much for coming. We we like having you around. I'm enjoying your tiger shirt today. Thank you. I have a collection of animal t-shirts. Uh, okay. What other animals do you have? I have um, a snake. Um, I have my pug t-shirt, which I've oh, worn on this yeah. before. Yeah. Um, this conversation got elevated really I fast. I have <laughs> cats on tacos. No, Doritos. Cats on tacos? No, no. It's on cats what on witchcraft cats is on this? Chips. Yeah. Uh, I think that was my favorite so far. Actually. Your, your you. pug one's, you know, more adorable, but I think this one's striking. Yes. I, the tigers are one of my favorite animals. Next time we're cats on chips. Uh, yeah, I nearly wore that today, but then I was like, you know what? It's a big cat type of day. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to find a Chara, Google Jabby Achara. <laughs> people want to see pictures of oh, things. Pictures of things. You can follow me at Kwani on Instagram. How do you spell that? K-W-U-N-N-Y. Is it the same on the, on the Twitters? No, on the Twitters, it's just at Achara Kirk, huh. just to confuse you guys. Nice. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, we are Tessellate, two S's, two L's on everything. Uh, it's our website, it's our Twitter, it's our Instagram, it's uh, Bebo, it's uh, hum- Humble. MySpace. Humble. MySpace. Definitely MySpace. 
Um, Friendster. We're going Friendster. back. That's it. <laughs> that was trying to think of the other one. Friendster. That's our AOL account. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please, please, please go on to uh, iTunes. Uh, just find us. Te- if you type in Tesla, it's the easiest way. You'll find our Geeks podcast. We really appreciate it if you can subscribe. If you can rate us, tell us mean things. We really don't care as long as you're saying something. Um, and and send in some uh, heartfelt messages uh, for Nate and his memory. Yeah, Nate. Unfortunately, still not with us. Uh, but the barrels next weekend. So yeah, so it should be a nice service. It's a nice peaceful time for us. If you have any questions, um, personal or otherwise, feel free to send those in. We are Tesla Outlook dot com. You can follow me, Mister Al White, on all the game consoles and all of the social stuff. Thank you very much. And we're out, geeks. 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 Fucking hell. <laughs> that one. That was a really short podcast. That one got away from us a little bit. <laughs> It's you with your fucking interesting yeah. question. Yeah, interesting like sitting question. there and every now and then you're looking at your phone and like, I don't know this dude yet, but maybe he's worried about time because he's a busy man, he's got places to be. Yeah. And then you go, I've got a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs>